This Week in League. With the injury to Josh Maguire, it seems the Brisbane Broncos' Achilles heel is their Achilles heel. New South Wales to take their chances on a one-armed Robbie as a preferred option to Michael Ennis. The Dogs go back to Belmore and remarkably, none of their fans go back to prison. And we preview all of the action for round 17 of the 2015 NRL season. All that more this week in League. Welcome to episode 195 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Glenn. As always, as I've been doing lately, special welcome to new listeners. And then the reason why I keep I'm doing this is because, A, I want new listeners to feel special. Feel comfortable. Because they are special. Because it is like a little They family. haven't had the opportunity to fucking slag me off about, you know, what movies I haven't watched or how shit my team is. Yeah, we were just talking about Tusk too. And uh, people, who know about, too, people who know about Tusk, they would, yeah, I mean... You Jesus. know that was fucking scar Glenn for life. I was just giving him the premise and he was nearly going to walk out. Yeah. No. It's not going to be a trailer thing. It's, it's not for me. But no. That's, it's just uh, not for me. Yeah. No, it's not for you at all. But um, also, the, the reason especially why I like to welcome new listeners lately is because I was having a look at the stats last night and um, I knew that last month was going to be close to a record month. And because um, May was it major. So April was a record month. It was the all-time biggest month we ever had. Um, May was okay. It was a little bit softer. June, if we had have recorded on our normal time last night and put it up last night, and like I said, it would have been a bit of time crossover because the stats are obviously in American time. Yep, yep. We would have smashed it easily, easily. As it turned out, we're just off the all-time record, um, but just just strictly just due to due to the change of nights, we just missed out on that day. But fucking hell, we said we came so close. So um, thank you very much for that, everyone. So the last four months in a row, though, have been the biggest four months in the history of the show, um, and like even the lowest month out of the last four months is still you know a good 10% so every every month this season so far this yeah pretty much well yeah not not March March was good but it was kind of like normal but then like yeah April May June you said four months that's only three. Oh, okay yeah so yeah are you making up a fucking story to go along or are you telling facts here no that's right no we are four fucking hell well not very good at movies and stuff but fuck I can I can add up fucking one plus one plus one plus one (laughs) Jesus <laughs> fucking crossed. Well, it is easy for that, isn't it? Um, now, another massive spike last week. I don't know. Don't know why. But uh, I have a feeling we're going to get another spike this week, though. You know what? I feel like we're almost at tipping point. I just have this feeling that everything's building, building, building. We're pushing, you know, look, the merch, the memberships, the jerseys, which look fucking magnificent standing here around. I've... Look, covered in the noise. I don't, it's a cold I don't night. want to put people. Jersey, everyone. I don't want to put people under pressure to order more jerseys than they've already ordered. Right. But I'm just saying. I just dived into the box of jerseys nude. Yeah. And you're welcome. And if you order another one, and we get the same sort of number, I'll do the same again. And I dived in too, which brings us to an interesting new game that you can play with your jersey: Glenn's pube or Nate's beard. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, <sighs> on the new listeners thing, <laughs> potentials for spikes. How did we get there? <laughs> well, we, I don't know. We always do, though. It's like we know the way instinctually. Um, ZeroTackle.com. Rugby league site. Fantastic site. They put an article up this afternoon as we go to, as we, we go to record. So, Wednesday afternoon. We get a tweet in it. Every other podcast did as well. And I sort of looked and I thought, what the fuck is this shit? 
<laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. Who's trying to take up my time now? I'm a very busy man. I'm just like, oh, fuck, more pod wars. Come on. I thought we, I thought we dealt with that. You know, we dealt with that off, off, offline and, you know, we sort of said that we weren't, you know, we weren't happy with people saying shit that they, that they had no business saying. And then, you know, things sorted themselves out and they, you know, they became aware that they, you know, that they crossed the line and, and we didn't have to do anything. But Zero Tackle had come in pod wars style and... They basically asked which is the best rugby league podcast in in the world. Did they say? Was it in the world or in, in Australia? Oh, I don't remember. In, I think in, it was in, in, in the, the world. world. Yeah, I believe. So we were one of the podcasts on there. Educational for me because there were at least five that I'd never even heard of. Like I had no idea that they existed before then, and I you know I thought I you know kept across the rugby league podcast world, but clearly fucking not, Nathan. Clearly, clearly you're not. ignorant. Yeah, I, I was ignorant. I was ignorant, and then then these ones tweet you, and you're like, oh no, did they follow us? Uh, you know, did they just follow us now because of the fucking pod wars, or are they you know? Well, I, I, I don't know who you are. I've never seen you before, but whatever it is at the moment as we record I'm not sure but I mean we came straight out the block smashing about 40% of the vote um, you know to, to people hovering around 9 and 10 for the second and third um, fluctuated at one stage just before I had dinner we were up to 45 point something I think it's gone down a bit then and obviously as more votes pour in you know the margin will probably stay similar I think I mean and, you know unless people you know figure out how to game the system and you know try and close some ground and, and that sort of thing but um, just want to say thanks everybody um I don't want to bro- like. I don't want to be like a fucking arrogant prick, but I knew when this tweet came, and I and I knew that when we tweeted out and said, "Look, you know, this is the situation. Vote for us." Our listeners are so fucking loyal and committed, and and like real loyalty to engaged, just, exactly engaged. So it's real, real actionable loyalty, not just like fucking. Oh yeah, I listen to it, and, you know, regularly. Yeah, they'll. You might like as with the shunter incident and everything that people know. I mean, like, yeah, you you guys go to fucking war, so um, it's it's just more, and that's the thing, you know. It's more than we've got X amount of listeners. That's right. We've got X amount of listeners. Like, there's a number of people, a fucking lot of people mm-hmm. that have fucking gone into bat for us. Like that, you know. I'd let them stay at my house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's exactly. it's a family, it's a community, and you know. There's people that I wouldn't fucking let stay at my house, you know, for lentes. But but, but but Chapo wouldn't be one of them. He'd be one that you would let stay. Chapo, Chapo's <laughs> more than welcome to sleep in the backyard, chained up to a tree, <laughs> nude, um, just to make sure he's not concealing anything. I thought, yeah, you'd be sitting in a rocking chair at the window all night just admiring. Oh, fucking <laughs> It didn't go the way I was hoping it would. Um... It's it's a real community in a family, and like, you know, when Shunter was being fucking sullied, slandered, being absolutely even, fucking slandered by Fox Sports, the amount of people that jumped in to his defence and started fucking fending off like complete strangers who mm-hmm. were trying to have a crack. Yeah. You know, when the chips are down, and that's that's what uh, you know that's what fucking family is. When the chips are down, people fucking pile in, and that's yep. what we've built. And that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. It's easy Same. to look at numbers and Facebook fucking likes and, and Twitter followers and 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 all the rest of it. You can you can pull all the stats out your ass that you want, but the real engagement of the fans, you know, we have a, a meet up and we get, you know, like a, a room full of people coming yep. around just wanting to fucking hang out and chat and you know, yep. some people want to buy us drinks. Not yep. you know, like not some people want to buy you Midori. 
some people do. Some people want to fucking buy me drinks and then they don't get what they want and they don't want to complain about buying me drinks. <laughs> Dance monkey. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's it's the thing I'm most, pr- most proud of of this whole show. And, um, you know, we see the jerseys coming tonight and and seeing it, you know, there in, in you know, it's like, fuck, how many times do you buy a jersey and think, fuck, yeah, that's my team, that's really cool. Yeah. This is our fucking thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's got our logo on it. It's this is what we created and you know, from a from a fucking humble little sitting around a laptop speaking yeah. into a laptop mic yeah. for our first show when I had to write down your name and address and phone number for Nicklin because she thought you were a fucking <laughs> on, ax you. O- online fucking killer. <laughs> um, you know, As it turns out, it was a rapist, not a killer. But yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not really rape. It was voluntary. Um, you walked funny for a week. Yeah, you were back in the next episode. I mean, look, sometimes you have to ride side saddle, but whatever. And, uh, on, you know, on, on your Shetland pony. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <sighs> you know, to now, you know, we're legit fucking family and I would take a bullet for you at the end of the day and, and our kids will all grow up together and at each other's birthdays and Christmas and yep. all the rest of it. And yep. that's that's what we fucking do. And you can't you can't replicate that just by making a podcast. That's right. It's fucking some of this shit that we're doing is lightning in a bottle. We don't know how it's coming about. It's just happened and it's 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 fucking awesome. Perfectly said beautiful now just at the start of the show how i had the horatio kane moment i just wanted to give a shout out to arp hopsh because the other day he tweeted us and said look i've said it before but seriously what the frick is doing at the broncos with all the achilles injuries and so i've gone yes gone to google images get a picture of horatio kane you know get the three sequence one with the sunglasses on started adding the you know adding it to make it a meme and i got like just i was just about to export the cunt and then Fucking Mr. War Sam tweets something about the Achilles heel. Is there, is there Achilles? I was like, oh, fuck you. So I said, look, look, I was about to do the whole fucking... And he, I don't think Sam knows what it, what I meant when I said I was going to do this, the, the David Crusoe thing. So now you know. Sam's and, a smart man. And yeah, and then I thought, well, you know, actually doing it is probably a better option than, than, than the images anyway. And, you know, got a forum to do it, thankfully. Now, um, that Jimmy Smith, a.k.a. Jimmy Smith, you may have seen him on television. He... uh. Paul Mac underscore 78 tweeted him and said, you know, listen to you know, a couple, including us, a couple of podcasts. He's, uh, he's tweeted back, he retweeted Paul and then uh, added to it with the new quote tweet functionality and said, listen to the latest podcast from This Week in League, 20 minutes in and I'm still waiting for him to talk footy. Hash ref's fault. So I don't know if that means that he's like, listen to the whole thing, picked up the ref's fault and picked up the fucking talk about footy shit and then that's his way of coming back and, you know, like being one of the guys. Or if he was being like a... Yeah, that's a confusing tweet. Yeah. It's a bit passive-aggressive for when my he liking. Because oh, oh, if he throws a ref's fault on there, on you're or... not going to pull the ref's fault thing, the hash ref's fault thing yeah. out just from, you know what I mean? I'm not so, sure if he's trying to pile on or suck our dick. Maybe t- maybe say on, when you're on telly next. <laughs> <laughs> now, so that brings up to a new, a new segment. They don't talk about football in the first 20 minutes. So just talk about something football first. Would bringing back this is from Mitch Doyle thirteen. Would bringing back State of Origin Biff make Billy Slater the most punched man in rugby league history? Discuss. Yes. Oh, look! I don't know that he'd get into enough. 
Gallon. Yeah. Justin Hodges. There's just not enough. More antagonistic. I, I, I don't think he would be in enough situations where someone would be in a position to punch him, given he's a fullback. Mm-hmm. Unless people started fucking laying into him every time he the ran way, the ball. The way I see it happening is this. Billy Slater comes through on a high ball or a guy comes through to contest a high ball and Billy Slater does a karate kick or a guy tries to score a try in the corner and Billy Slater comes in with the baseball slide, tags up to the face. And then after that, they get up, resent it, bam, start laying a smack yeah. down on him. So that's a scenario that doesn't happen. happen. That's a fullback last line of defense thing. It doesn't happen every set, you know, like, so... Uh, whether that means he'd be the one that gets the you know the most smacks in the face, I think you're probably thinking about a forward in this case, probably a prop too. These guys get a bit uh, bit heated. I think Gallon would be a magnet for fucking punches if they were legal, completely legal. Can you imagine if they're completely legal? Like they're just like fucking play on. <laughs> yeah, good one. You got him. <laughs> Gallon's head would probably not yeah. look that different. I think Clemmer after his last episode, I think he'd set a single match record. <laughs> um, <laughs> for copping them or throwing them, both. But on copying them, I reckon he's a ma- I reckon he's a target now. Like mm. he's going to take some, he's going to take some cheap fucking shots, and he's going to take some some gang tackling where you know, like not cannonballs, but like you know, a couple of guys holding him up, and another guy just you know coming in the you know the ribs, you know that sort of thing. Mm. So he's going to cost a ton of that shit. He can handle it. I reckon. Yeah, oh, yeah. I reckon he'll he'll stand up to that pretty well. He he's he looks like he's fucking he gagging lives, for it. To he, be lives, quite yeah, he lives for he's one of those dudes that lives for it. And I mean, when you get a prop like that that lives for it, that's fantastic. And one that you know can do the things that he does as well, like fucking charges as well, and like and just make the like, fucking nowhere. That yeah, yeah, sensational. Um, so now now we've spoken about football. Um, <laughs> at Hammers, <laughs> now listening to this week in Flem. <laughs> Look, grub wasn't Flem last week for me. Grub. I was just suffering from fevers <laughs> that has since gone into full-blown chest infection. And just today, or yesterday, actually, I raised the white flag and I'm like, okay, this is obviously going to take some some uh, doctor medical inf- intervention. So I went to the doctor today and got some antibiotics and uh, I just started them this afternoon. So next week, I'll be 100% because I'll be at the end of the course. So, but um, tonight, I'm still a bit trying to stop. I'm trying to refrain from coughing every fucking three seconds and I've done a pretty good job so far. But it will it will happen tonight at some stage. You sound much the same as last week, though. Yeah, um, I I do feel a bit better. Um, I've been getting a bit more sleep, which has been good. Um, but I pushed it a little bit hard today. We had uh, personal training at work, and I did about 45 minutes of boxing. And I did a few rounds on the pads, just uh, and generally he pushes me pretty hard and clips me a fair bit if I don't keep my hands up because I talk a little bit of shit, which is hard to believe, I know. Um, and I was fucking doubled over at the end, coughing up a lung. <laughs> Probably pushed it a little bit hard, but um, going to the snow in a week and a bit, and I really don't want to be feeling like this. I'm thinking that in the next day or so is probably the time to go to the doctor and get something to knock it over. Cause I'm still yeah. coughing up all sorts of uh, colours of the rainbow, yeah, so to speak. And the mornings are good. A little bit of gut full of morning morning fucking cool air as I'm loading the car up to take the boys over to their nans or daycare or fucking wherever of a morning and uh, one little cough turns into fucking dry heaving on the front lawn. Yep. You're welcome, neighbours. Yep. Aiden Stalker, ladies of Ireland rejoice my this week in league pack has <coughs> arrived and will be display on a town or in a town near you very soon. Beautiful. Oh yeah. And I love hearing guys when they get their packs. Um, Question for you, Glenn, from Drew underscore Nathan5. Oh, here we fucking go. This will be good. 
Is that the Aussie pa- zero? Is that Parcells kid Glenn's illegitimate child? Hash loves him like Jamie loves Joffrey. Hash fucking Bronco lover. <laughs> he's um, he's family of my family. So <laughs> um, that guy's fucking that guy's one hell of a story, and I uh, his family are very very proud of him. So. If I can pump up his tyres a little bit for whatever the fuck it's worth, then um, I'm going to continue to do so. <laughs> so, in other words... Um, this is a guy that, you know... In other words, yes. Yeah. This is a guy that fucking doesn't even like his own twin brother. You know, like, can't even fucking stand his own... You don't fucking talk to me about liking people. What the fuck do you know about that? <laughs> JR underscore Buff said, if there was a meme or Photoshop of the year for this week in league, Shanta would be the $1 and one favourite. Oh, throwing some out this week too look if this was a visual show we could showcase it a lot more we we, could, we definitely could but you know he's he's fallen on his feet in life Michael yep. well one foot the other <laughs> foot he also fell on and broke it but yeah. he uh, he's we've, we've said it a thousand times the man is punching well above his weight I mean I can't stress it enough he's a very unattractive man Former husky gentleman. Um, I'm pretty sure he's had some some gastric banding. Otherwise, he'd be fucking looking somewhat like Chapo. Um, and he's just living in the mountains in Falconbridge, like some sort of unibomber motherfucker. <laughs> just tapping away at his Photoshop, just pr- producing fucking genius, absolute genius. That's his only really like positive trait that he has. Other than I mean, supports Penrith. You know, he wears yeah. flat brims. Yeah. There's not there's not a lot of else. People listening can't see you making that grimace face up. There's not a say. lot of stuff happening there. <laughs> Other than Photoshop and his very attractive wife, there's not a lot going on. Well, he's got a he's got a pretty cool yeah. dad though. His yeah. dad's all right. Love big Shunner. Yeah, Legend. little Shunner can get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for buying those raffle tickets for Jackson's Footy Club. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Lando, the Aussies Lando ever at Landrick and Matt. Just read the telly story about Carmichael Hunt. Disgraceful. Who wears a single to play golf? Shame. <laughs> Who does that? And we're gonna and, and we're gonna be back on Carmichael, don't worry about that. The biggest tiger. And this is one uh this is one for you, and I put it earlier in the show. It relates to the Tigers game, but I wanted to give it to you early so you can either wind up now or Prepare yourself to wind up in an hour. Please organise a Nate-styled foreign rant for the week. We need you to vent on us for this week in league. Now, I'm hoping, like, I'm going to put words into his mouth and say about JT and his coaching. Team selections, positional interchange through the course of a match. You really want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt as, as a fan, but... The season's now sixteen fucking weeks old, and 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 we've got to the point where we're, we're using players as scapegoats, and he's he's the polar opposite of Timmy Sheens. Timmy Sheens played nothing but favourites, mm-hmm. and there was some guys that were fucking stealing a living in first grade. Play, playing dudes when the wheels had well and truly fallen off. There, there was there was no wheels left. It was down well past the axles. Yeah. Um, We've 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 got fucking. I don't even get the story about Shanty and Lodge. What the Santi fuck and Lodge doing fucking extras after the game? 
I saw get, the photo and I was hoping that you would like frequent forums or something. Oh, I, ha- have oh, I haven't seen the photo, I only heard about it. Um, and poor old Sarge Lovett, that guy's a fucking footballer and he doesn't deserve the flack that he's been copying. In the middle, he's a tackling machine, dare I say. He's, he's played in the centres before and defended pretty well. But he's not a fast Did, man. He has no speed to him. He's, you know. Fuck, mate. Dean Vare is a, is a quality player. Yep. And I, I think he's, he's severely underrated. I remember he debuted against Tigers and scored three tries. I know all about Dean Vare. <laughs> um, that guy's... He's very underrated and a fucking quality centre. Yep. You need to be a quality centre defensively to try and get a handle on that guy. Yeah. Sarge Lovett is a, is a second rower. Imagine, but just for one minute, hypothetically speaking, imagine, though, if you had the Lovett, the Lovett interchange or the, or the positional change ready to go, but then you're like, fuck, imagine if you had another player who'd spent their majority of their entire career at centre in your, in your, in your side all, on the field. All bar time. six six games yeah. of their entire career yeah. at left centre. Played Australia. Played and for Australia. It's, it's probably, um, you know, several steps off his, off his peak it's not career center, pace, but, you would think. but defensively is, is quite fucking good. No, no just so hypothetically, yeah. So, like, imagine if you had a player like that in your side. Imagine. Imagine. Fucking imagine. I've, I've spent 16 weeks giving Jason Taylor the benefit of the doubt. This is the first fucking crack. It's exactly two-thirds of your season. Yeah. You know, this is the first crack boy. that I've, you know, I've put up with competitive losses and there's a lot to take out of this fucking drubbing. Uh, there's, you know, oh, look, we were competitive. We played the two best teams in the comp two week, you know, two weeks in a row and and all of that. And a lot of it seems like lip service, but he, he made some valid points along the way. And there was some things, if I can look at the Tigers' performance objectively, week to week, there were things to take out of it and... You know, I give him credit that he was sticking with the side and, and he wasn't, you know, making panic changes, etc. He was sticking with the nucleus of the side, which is which is a good for me. I, they're not going to get better and the combinations aren't going to improve if you're not playing them together, regardless of the result. Yeah. The talent is unquestionable. When you see things like that and then, you know, essentially humiliating the guys, like there's a way to... If, if, if people deserve punishment... There's a fucking way to go about that. Doing it also. Why? Why are Santi and Lodge? Why are they like the guys? Minutes. Why are they get the Why are they the guys? And why, you know, when you are happy to to take positives here, you know, out of where well, there seemingly isn't any in in weeks gone by. You know, we've won one from our last fucking seven or something. Yeah. One from our last six. Yeah. Get fucked. <laughs> like James Tedesco is, is the most one of the most fucking dynamic fullbacks in the game at the moment. Doesn't get near enough ball. No. Not in good and field position either. Exactly. Um that guy's busting his fucking gut yeah. to try and make something happen. Um I'm not sure where it's all going wrong as far as the halves. Um whether they're just not up to it at this stage of their career, whether Taylor's hamstringing them with his game plans, whether he's not giving them enough free reign, and that's where, you know, that uh, his game plan and their natural flair aren't meshing together. Um, but it's this, this is the first week where I've gone, Jesus fucking Christ. We played against a team, <laughs> and we'll get to this, but we played against a team that, you know, had players coming back from injury. They're, you know, struggling for form. 
we're playing at Leichhardt in front of a fucking big crowd, you know, which is more than can be said for some of the other games at Leichhardt yep. this year. Yep. You know, they really turned out in force, and it was Leichhardt at its best, and we fucking turned it up in the second half like a bunch of cunts, and and that's unacceptable. You know, you, all these performances where we you know we've held really good teams to you know one or two tries and we've you know we've, we've probably been you know some rubber the green or you know a bit of inexperience away from jagging a win or games that we have won you know we fucking dominated south the other week yeah. albeit they were a bit under strength and, and some you know reynolds was undone and i get all that but that was a fucking dominant performance mm-hmm. you can only play what's in front of you they fucking dominated them yep Two weeks removed, we you know we got done by Manly, and there's no shame in that at Brookvale. You know, regardless of Manly's position on the ladder, they're going to be hard to beat every fucking week of of the season. Okay, and we were we were in that game, but you just got the feeling we, we were never going to win it. Mm. And then we come out against Penrith there at home at Leichhardt, and you know what what happened to the mystique of Leichhardt Oval. You know, yeah. the one time this season where people have actually turned up, the Tigers have fucking turned it up. And I'll fucking joke about Pertec being a pillow fortress. Mm. But Leichhardt's far Like, he must be, this this season, taken in isolation, must be one of the worst home advantages in the NRL at this point. You know, and then Campbelltown, you get out there and there's, you know, people fucking on the hill dressed in black and white fucking baying for the demise of of the, the team that they've, <laughs> like, you know, that they've paid money to go and watch. It all, it all fucking stinks at the moment, and... He's, um, it's, I still feel like there's time and maybe that's the, maybe that's the eternal optimist, you know, I I still think there's time, you know, with five minutes to go in round 26 when we're running 14th, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's still more than enough weeks left in this season. The Tigers are close enough if they can string some wins together, they can definitely make the eight. I've got no doubt about that. But based on that performance against Penrith, fuck me. It's, it's a million miles away. You know, and let's talk about JT's experience as a coach. When he's making Santy and Lodge do extras after the game, mm. one thing that Jason Taylor is experienced at... He's getting coaching, bashed by his players. He's getting bashed down a fucking set of stairs by a player in on Mad Monday. So you're going to get the player who reportedly, rumouredly, got released, cut, whatever, from the storm for bashing or threatening to bash his coach. <laughs> That's the player you're going to. Here we are. That, that's the player. You, I mean, do not be surprised if some fucking story comes out of Dempasar in September. <laughs> Matthew, you know, Jason Taylor getting bashed out of a fucking bureau. <laughs> Matthew Lodgerlongo. <laughs> Trent Slats. Probably time to cancel Hash Run TMB shirts and send everyone who ordered one a Tigers in Decline shirt instead. <laughs> There's not enough left, so fuck It's you. funny, the new, a new generation of Tigers in Decline fans <laughs> opening up, you know, just due to the boost in numbers this season. The biggest Tiger sent us a picture said, I found myself in the best seat at Leichhardt Oval with another big Tiger. And you see the picture there. The great man, Ciro. The good, the good Ciro, as I like to say. Never forget, you know my favourite Ciro memory. Unfortunately, football talent skipped a generation. <laughs> it did. Now, now my favourite Ciro memory, a big Ciro, because I mean, you know, his kid hasn't fucking produced anything memorable. But big Ciro, remember that game against, I think it was in Parks for Australia against France, and they were playing in their trackies because it was so cold and it was snowing, and they were playing in like tracksuit pants. Really? And I remember Ciro just, 
every time they'd kick it off, it'd go straight to him or it'd go to, you know, a smaller dude who'd pass it to Ciro on the boil. And every time he'd cart it up and just fucking straight through the fucking lot of them. Good times, good times. It pants. Yeah. Shout out 86. My um, lasting oh, impression of uh, yes. Paul Sirenen was the fact that my old man fucking hated him with white hot fury of the sun with the same sort of passion that he hated Jason Taylor, <laughs> quite ironically. Um, what did Ciro do? He, um, and then in later years, he had the same knock on Willie Mason um, in that, oh, Ciro's had a good game. Must be state of origin selection time. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Oh, is there a test match coming up? Ciro's putting in today. <laughs> what a fucking hard task, Mark. Fuck, man. He was brutal. Shunter86. Uh, After leaving a friend's place last night, me, Ben, who's aka uh, stripper underscore tippin on Twitter, listens to This Week in League 2. His wife says, oh, so you're both twill nerds. <laughs> hey, you need to get the hand back in your relationship. Um, and there's another one that needs to do that later on, please. Uh, the real Jedi. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sitting in the doctor's waiting room, iPhone starts playing this week in, loud, in league loud through the speakers. Get fucked, cunt. Reclaimer. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has happened. Maybe he wasn't at the gynecologist. <laughs> this has happened at doctors and churches and, you know, thankfully not schools from memory. But, you know, lock your shit down, boys. Come on. Devonhead. Uh, despite your illness, boys, thanks for another top quality show where a little piggy became a star. He did. He I'll did. say proud of him. Uh, Bona, nineteen seventy-eight, <laughs> loving the show, boys. I worked out I've been listening since episode two. That's brilliant. Time flies. Back then, Lottie was not even a revelation. Guess what? He never was. Glenn, <laughs> Glenn was really trying, really, really trying so hard. He was Glenn's pick for revelation in our first season. It was when his first season we lobbed up at the West Tigers. After round one, it was looking like fucking could have actually magic something magical was going to happen. But um, yeah. That's it. He pretty much didn't do a single thing of note in the rest of his rugby league career over the ensuing four or five years, except for dropping the bomb that time <laughs> in 2011. Oh, he did win a premiership with South Sydney. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he Darius Boyd that, didn't he? Caught yeah, catch and pass. <laughs> or, or catch and fall. He'll take it. Catch and plant. He'll Actually, he played, he played really well in that grand final too, just quietly. I'm Tim McIntyre, underscore. Really enjoying the bloopers at the end of the eps. Thanks, Timmy. Now, we put, we put the bloopers <laughs> in. There's another one tonight. There's another one Nathan cannot fucking be a professional. Yeah, I just don't, I, I, I just don't know if I subconsciously want bloopers now. Because let me tell you, back in the day, we used to have members-only stuff, and the bloopers were one of those things, and we had plenty of stuff to produce every single week. And then it just dried up, and you know, we I got more professional, got better at it. I used to do a it. lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, and then now we just don't edit it out, and that's just a show. Wow, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, Boner again, though, he said, uh, with the coffee talk... Let's link it to players. Which player's form is like a top quality coffee and who plays like battery acid? Oh, gosh. Jason Taylor coaching like battery acid at the moment. Pouring it down the eye of my cock. Luke Burgess, he's a bit of a Macca's coffee. Yeah, and he's he's, he's related to fucking <laughs> camp, related camp to fucking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> comes from the same plantation, fucking single origin Colombian shit that the other ones come from. But here we go, he comes out like international roast. Um, <laughs> it fucking tastes like a cup of baboon's piss. <laughs> Jake underscore Chook. Could we get an updated Twill Nation Twitter list for the influx of new users? Yes, we could. I wish someone would do it, though. Because it just sounds like something that's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. Got to, we just got to manually like just add. I only knew someone that made spreadsheets. Really handsome bloke. 
It dresses quite well. <laughs> yeah, that would work. But yeah, we and I, hangs I, out I, with some fucking ugly blokes. Look, I would love to. Um, I would. I would love to. Cre- you know, add to this Twitter list, but might have to just be bit by bit <laughs> because I think it's going to be a time-consuming thing. Um, Paraman Mark Two. Nothing like listening to this week in league whilst rugged up on the lounge, crook as Rookwood, and the hosts are near death also drinking awesome beer. Oh well. Crook as Rookwood. That's something Bruiser would say himself. I never um, have ever in my life heard that phrase. I believe it's a Sydney Western Sydney phrase. Yeah. yeah. Rookwood Cemetery. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You crook, you're dead. Yeah. All right. Now I get it. That's great. Um Yeah. That that beer did nothing for me. I bought the rest home. There's four. I fucking put them in the bar fridge. They're going to sit there until they go off. They're fucking like... It's like... You know what You know what it is? The closest thing... Like, not as a beer, but as a food group. Like a... Like beer's a, a food group? Like, like a like a, like a meal replacement shake. Yeah. That, that's what it's like. Exactly. I mean... Not a healthy meal. Fills you up. Like... It's like eating a family-sized pie all by yourself. <laughs> fucking hell. Covered in gravy. Brutal. <laughs> and washed down in a lighter beer. <laughs> um, I will do it every year. Yeah. Until I'm no longer here. Um, but will I encourage my boys to um, have a two years old for their grandfather? Not a fucking open hell. Not going to subject them to that. No, but they will have a <laughs> they will have a Jim Beam and Coke for you though. Yeah. Yeah. When I'm long gone. Yeah. <laughs> or a Midori or a or whatever. Boys, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> white wine spritzer, whatever. That's or what I should. That, Macca's that's, coffee. <laughs> that's what I'll get them into. <laughs> yeah, like the old shandy. <laughs> Okay, um, where are we? Uh, the Biggest Tiger. Finished this week in League episode. Didn't get a mention, but Ronan was discussed. Hash subconscious shout out. Hash take what I can get from the world's number one. Oh. He gets fucking shout out every week. Stop yeah, being greedy. Jeez, Christ. Mr. Underscore Wars in Adidas head office in Germany with my This Week in League scarf and sticker. I'll be spreading the good word by sticking the sticker somewhere public. His ass. Well, That's I then, fairly public. I then replied and said, what a shame they, they pulled that wall down. I mean, that would be a good place to put a sticker <laughs> But uh, I think he's going to get arrested putting it somewhere where he shouldn't. But I guess we'll see. I mean, the, the key is to put it somewhere and get a photo in context so you know that it's at the place that you're, you're saying it is. And then um, getting the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, Jake underscore Chook. Wondered where my membo was. I think that's short for membership pack. When I got a call from <laughs> mum saying a package had been delivered to hers three weeks ago. Fucking sort your mother out, mate. Looking for your member? Found it in your mum. <laughs> Just saying. That's how I read that story. Yeah. Uh, Jar TV. Such a shame Robbie's wife was broken in the Panthers game. <laughs> that guy's a fuckwit. Why do you read out his ridiculous dribble Actually, on the show? Jared could be a contender for the fucking guest host. I was going to suggest him, but then I thought, no. Like, it work. You and I work because you're a cockhead and I'm not. If he comes in, then it's you know two cockheads. Cockhead on cockhead, you know. Cockhead on cockhead crime. See, we even got the episode title. Fuck. Get your people to call my people, J Rad. Voodoo Rock. So Robbie is slowly morphing into Gallon. Hash stayed over club. I'm starting to get that feeling. Oh, the club hasn't done much for him, have they? Beer Boy One Eight Two. Wait, hang on a second. <laughs> I was wondering if you'd let that slide. Fuck. Beer Boy 182. How much for Glenn 
to do the zombie slash clown infested 5k run for your life that's on in September in Australia. Now I asked you weeks ago about this when I first saw it down in Sydney. I think it's September 5th. There's a picture. Look at that. A zombie clown. Oh, fucking Jesus. Look at that. Look, unfortunately it's Jackson's birthday. I won't be able to make it. And even if it wasn't, <coughs> I still wouldn't. Yeah, now... <laughs> Can I just be soiling myself? And You'd run fast, though. You'd, you'd run fast. Yeah. It'd be good. Until I piss my pants. Yeah, you'd run so fast you'd dry out. Just a bit just of context. I don't know if any of you guys have watched American Horror Story. I think it's You've told this story last yeah. week. I'll tell it again, because you moved it again. An innocent little pop vinyl, three inches high... Glenn's picked him up and moved him and, and, and put him over on a shelf uh, well out of his line of sight. And if I wouldn't have to stand on the fucking table, I'd move those other things up there too. Michonne's pet zombies from yeah. The Walking Dead. Jeez, I fucking need to be I, taller. I put, him, I put him up so that he could on a shelf where he couldn't reach <laughs> for that very reason. I think twisting might be up That stupid bunny week. thing. And like, Frank what? from Donnie Darko. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Is it the Tower of Terror up there all those ones you can't reach, eh? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> DMC. I feel like Valente. DMC, everyone's so tall and terrifying. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's up so high. DMC Briz, Matty J last night. Put an expansion team west of Brisbane, like in Logan. Ash face palm, Ash idiot. Big news about... Uh, he thinks it, he thinks it takes... Like Matty Johns, to be real, he thinks it takes 12, 12 guys to, to fuck one groupie, too. Yeah. So he's not, he's not sharp as tool in the shed. He's not... Um, Good news that uh, the development at Springfield, legitimately, I'm going to say 90 seconds, but that's probably a stretch from my house. It's probably not quite that long. As a crow flies, 90 seconds, let's say. Yeah. Um, that's where the uh, training proposed training base for an NRL expansion club in tandem with an A-League club as well. And they're going to build possibly a 10,000-seat stadium as a training field for the NRL club. Um and and possibly use that as you know the initial main stadium for the A League clubs until they their crowds would generate you know generate yeah. enough crowds to fill a a thirty five thousand seat stadium which they're talking about building at Ripley which is yeah. uh, only ten minutes from home. Yeah. Why you put it if you think I wouldn't be buying a fucking membership to that and just cruising up the road? Big, why would you put a big fucking stadium at Springfield? Why have to go down to Ripley's ass? There's there's way more room out there. Well, there is, but there's still fucking plenty of room at Springfield for a stadium. Not with the amount of parking and... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Just get on, mate, the fucking... Buy a parcel right next to it. I'm just trying to think. There's, there's too much development there. Yeah. Just knock down a school. To have, like, you'd you, you, you'd have to have a precinct, wouldn't you? And Ripley's getting their own train station. Throw some grandstands up around the domain and then you've got the park and then you've got a field there ready to go. Oh, <laughs> That's the best part about Springfield. And then you've got the fucking water park too in the half time. Go down and have a fucking quick dip in the, the buckets. Cool off. Yeah. After washing the Tigers, you know, away from home, running in scintillating tries, you'd be all hot it's and bothered. Springfield Panthers. Yeah, how's your allegiance tested there, son? <laughs> you run the water for first grade. <laughs> Jackson will be the ball boy. Yeah. yeah. He'll be the story. Yeah. Ball boy to first grade superstar. Exactly. His latest... Yeah. Did send it. I, I did tweet it yesterday, but I don't know if I saw yesterday. Talking right. to his mum. Mum, if I had two of us a Sheck step, I'd be unstoppable. <laughs> I get home from Mackay, 
He's in the in the media room on the uh, I've got a laptop set up in there. Just looking at YouTube videos of Roger Tuivasa-Shek, watching it, <laughs> stopping it, pausing it, picking up the ball, practicing it, going back for an hour and a half into that. <laughs> Fuck, kids obsessed, man. That's good though. That's a good obsession. He loves it. Um, where are we? Cardinal twenty five NZ. Robert, and he said, oh, hi, I'm new to Twitter, just to bother you at Twill occasionally. A potter from episode 77. Wow. And got my wallet out for a 2015 membership. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. We appreciate your support. And everyone, uh, get around Cardinal25NZ on Twitter. Make him welcome. R-pop. Slips. Couldn't agree more with the talk about the NRL doing similar things for digital pass, a la the NFL or NBA, with a hash league pass. Thanks, Slips. Kevin underscore Cook 99. Been listening since the start of the year. Finally got a use for my Twitter. Keep it up, fellas. Same Love routine. It. Make him welcome. Kevin underscore Cook 99. Rusty Bronco 87. First season of listening to the podcast. Love every bit of it. Keep up the great work. That's another Mitch. That's the only downside. But uh, Rusty Bronco 87. Get around him. M Doyle 08. Someone suggested Dollar Shave Club as a sponsor for this week in league. Please, you've got them all wrong. Get on board at Dollar Beard Club. Yeah, have you fucking seen this dollar beer club? No. I'll I saw I saw the tweet. I didn't actually. I'll send you. The, I'll send you two links tomorrow. Have you seen the the viral like the the ad? I, I presume they did a Facebook ad for it as well with Dollar Shave Club, where the guy who's the CEO or whatever is like walking and talking through the factory. All right. As they're boxing, have you seen that one? No. I'll send you that one first because the Dollar Beard Club one is an exact rip of that to make that dude you know look like a pussy and like yeah, beards to be awesome. So, <laughs> so I'll send I'll send you the links tomorrow. It's fucking funny though. Um, Corey Davis 03 pig hunting equivalent of Tinder last week we coined uh, the, the phrase oinker the pig hunting equivalent of Tinder is plenty of fish more like plenty of mums <laughs> I, I, I've never been on any of those fucking sites but we're so far removed from the dating game that I have no Jesus. idea plenty of fish plenty of fish there you go guys there you go trotters alright and, um, and just want to finish up with some ESL shit Bernard JKD had Lee have three Tongans. As well as Fui Fui Moi Moi, they appear to be playing his brothers, Knocky Knocky On On and Fucky Fucky Up Up. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Alan Paul Walker, aka the president of the Luke Dawn fan club. The real Super League immortal, Zeb Taya. Wow. Not filling a shirt, tearing it up for us Catalans. Doing a good job of filling a shirt, though. Yeah, I bet. It's a decent sized human. Yeah. Now, um, just on some general stuff, um, as you said, Tigers in the Klein, done. Um, I've, got a, I've got a home for that other one too. Uh, run TMB, being printed as we speak. Uh, should have them next week, I believe. Um, the printer uh, undertook the job with, un- with the criteria that there would be... Um, I'd have them in my hands no later than Monday the 13th of July. Um, that is the day of um, Monday Night Football with Manly playing the Titans. And the run DCE ones have been done at the same time. It's all one big job. And, uh, yeah, because I'll be giving some out down there to people who purchased them. And, you know, if you're a run TMB person, you want to collect it from the Titans game, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to kick someone out for coming through the gates and making that turnstile click. Um, and so, yeah, same, well, same, deal maybe for, they will. same deal for run DCE shirts. And uh, with both of those shirts, I was like, oh, like the run DCE pre-order went off and it was, it was pretty quick in the scheme of things. The, the TMB one... Took a fucking long time, so as a result, I'm, you know, I wasn't really that prepared to sit on too much stock. <laughs> like, so I got a couple of extras 
across the you know the popular sizes and stuff like that. So it's like it's not a sales pitch. There's literally like one or two per size extra. So get in fast if you want one. Um, memberships. A few more need to go out. Had a shortfall on stickers for some of the recent orders. So if we fucked up your order or if it's been fairly recent, we've just been waiting on the stickers. So um, they'll be very soon. And the Brisbane meetup we mentioned last week, Sunday, 19th of July. Um, I said last week someone rec- recommended an awesome venue and, and Cruzy 06 has gone where else but Hog's Breath for pre-game. Bronx vs. Tig Pies, motherfuckers. And when I think about it, I was like, well, yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer, isn't it? I'll tell you who'd love to go there is Jackson. Fuck, yeah. that kid can polish off some ribs. Yeah. Well, maybe that's what it might it might be hoggies, and I think on a game day we probably would have to uh, get some numbers there for that, or at least you know, some indicative numbers. Sure. Paul Mac underscore seventy eight said, uh, "Will there still be a Brisbane meetup in week one of the semis?" Look, honestly, until I read that tweet, wasn't planning on it, but I don't see why not. I had I had a great time. We caught up with the boys. Um, it wasn't week one, I don't think, but no, um, I think it was sec- second, second, or third, or, yeah. Um, that was a week where like, hammers and, and, and like, yeah. prime rib and mup and yep. fucking mad dog and yep. CJ and all those boys. It was uh, it's good fun. <coughs> so yeah, let's do that again too. Fuck, that was pure pure pewing all over the place. It's almost the genesis of the meme. Mm. Um, runoff, runoff. He can't make it to the the July nineteen one. I think he's. Well, I'm starting to think he's a fucking myth. That boat. Well, what he said was, he's like his wife's. He's, he's got the kids because the wife's off that that weekend, and I was like, mate, you got to get. Yeah. Uh, we gave, I remember giving him you know, a shout. Sadly, out he doesn't even have a wife or kids. Well, he Just does have a wife because remember we had we, we we were asked to give him a shout out. You know, for when he's when he was getting married last season. So we've gone out of our way to give a shout myth. out, and his wife, his catfish, selfish, selfish wife that she is. After getting a shout out from this week in league, mm. quantifiably the number one rugby league podcast in the world, <laughs> as proven by zerotackle.com. If you haven't voted, get to zerotackle.com and vote. And um, Now? Now, he, he needs to get the hand back in his relationship. Um, Blue underscore Beaver, talking about the uh, July 19 one. Can we break the record for the most Tigers in decline shirts at the same event for the Brisbane meetup on July 19? <laughs> I'll fucking walk out. Actually, with those TMB shirts too, I mean, we could probably hand, hand some, have some extras on hand for that too. Maybe you might be going to corral some Tigers fans up to put their hands in their pockets. Maybe. The one, uh, the, of course, the shit ones, not the magnificent ones that already have done so. Uh, oh, funny story. Well, a story. Shit story. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, when was it? On the weekend? Yeah. On the weekend. Jackson's meandering about the house in his pyjamas. It's having a little bit of a down day, which he has from time to time. Kid fucking runs his guts out. Yeah, pretty well. Twenty four hours a day. So sometimes on a weekend, he'll uh, he might cruise around till the later in the morning in his PJs, just chilling out, watching a bit of telly. I welcome this because it's the only fucking time the kids sit still. You get a break. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, mate, you probably need to go and get changed. We're um got some stuff that we need to do. So um go and get yourself together. No worries, Dad. Out he comes. Pair of shorts. Tigers in the client shirt. <laughs> Excellent. Didn't even know what the fuck he was wearing. Yeah. Just blissfully, just, oh yeah, I'm on your cool shirt. cool looking shirt. I'm on my it. shirt. Yeah. Oh, mate, that's too small for you. We're going to, actually, mate, that's just probably a good opportunity. We'll go through your cupboard. <laughs> we'll go through your cupboard and there's, there's stuff in there that, you know, really needs to go to, uh, you know, to goodwill. Starting with that shirt. It's too small for you. Take it off. <laughs> You're a fucking terrible parent. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So there's a bag there filled with fucking clothes and the tigers in the client shirt going to Goodwill. 
well, some, some other fucking some gronk, little, some little kid <laughs> unwitting gronk get... is going to go, oh, mum and dad, thanks for the lump of coal and this cool shirt. <laughs> this shirt's fucking amazing. <laughs> I'm the richest kid in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, looks still comes out and he's one, and whenever he wears it, he's got this look in his face. I imagine it's much similar to the look I get in my face. <laughs> And, and Fuck, it's like he, he knows what he's wearing, and he and, he's, uh, and he know, and he he doesn't know what he's wearing, but he knows that it's a shirt, that it's funny joke because it pisses off Uncle Glenn. <laughs> so yeah, he loves it. Just, I had such high hopes for that child. <laughs> and uh, Chapo, I had an idea. Could the Twill Grand Final meetup be renamed Twill Mad Monday? And I just replied, No, it's James, Sunday, it's Sunday, you fuckhead. <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah. Well, James 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 or Islam al-Jimmy as your uncle would have you called (laughs) Um, are we going to do it at El Loco or are we going to pick somewhere else man I thought El Loco I mean I had a great great. time yeah it was fucking great I mean if there's a better suggestion then I'm all for it but like location wise and like the the, really need to get to uh, food and and, and now it's close to where we were staying we should probably double up there again this year too yeah so I think like that might that's probably my preference at this stage unless someone comes up with something better. But um, you know, hey, we're all ideas. What's uh what's Birdo's establishment? Will he be allowed to go? We really need to what get there. What's it, it called? Oh, I don't remember. It's it's like a brothel you're talking about. Yeah, right? no, strip club. Oh fucking what is that place called? I forgot. What's it, I don't remember what's it called? Oh, I feel like Birdo. I've just wiped it's, it from my memory. Yeah. He's under, he went under fear of gay. under fear of being John Bobbitted. <laughs> <laughs> he he won't be allowed. He probably won't even be allowed to go to the meetup. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Up hop. Shh. Got my grand final tickets on Tuesday. Just listening to this week's app and got excited when you were talking about the grand final meetup. No, I'm not going out that. So we got slips down in Sydney for the grand final meetup. Well done. Actually, he's a good man. I and caught up we, with him uh, before the Cowboys game at uh, at Suncorp, and yep. uh, his uh, look, his Twitter persona. Is is one hundred percent bona fide cockhead. Uh, in real life, lovely man. Be more like that on Twitter. Okay, news, and this week is an origin week, so it's kind of like special interest, um, lack of real quality news, in my opinion. But the first story, I just want to talk about Carmichael Hunt. Now, um, the way, as, as, as it relates to, to League, he was obviously, was he the first domino to fall? One of the first dominoes to fall in terms of, you know, an investigation into cocaine use down the Gold mm. Coast. Obviously, his connection down the Gold Coast was as a GC Suns player, and, uh, you know, since he was playing for the Reds, and uh, he got off... Very fucking lightly. I think he got a six-week suspension from the sport. As far as his... Uh, he was charged with possession, and he pretty much... He pleaded guilty, but did he even get a conviction recorded? Um, I'm not sure he did. But, you know, we know fact-check here. So, this week it came out that there's going to be an investigation because he alleged that a test and state of origin star was the connection between himself and a drug dealer he used to source cocaine for himself and GC Sun's teammates from. So he made the allegations in a statement to Queensland police after being charged with possession of cocaine earlier this year. He uh, 
also told police of drug use by another high-profile NRL and sorry, high-profile AFL players as well before appearing in court on the Gold Coast in March when he pleaded guilty to possessing cocaine. So a number of current and former Gold Coast Titans players are contesting drug charges arising from the same police operation. However, the name of the Kangaroos and Origin star who put him in contact with the dealer had not previously been mentioned. I believe I would have got the dealer's number from the player, the paper quotes Hunter's telling investigators. While I've never partied with the player or seen him using drugs, I was aware he partied every so often and dabbled with cocaine. So Carmichael Hunter's essentially, what he's fucking done, is just rolled over. It's weird. And just Sung, throwing like names, just throwing names out everywhere to get his, you know, his own involvement minimised and... Yeah, you know, expedited through the system and, you know, come out the other side and now he's, you know... Snitches end up in ditches, those bitches. Mate, snitches get stitches. And, you know, know what they do to guys like you in prison, Carmichael. And add the fact of snitch on top of that. Oof. Hang on. What do you mean guys like him <laughs> if you're not talking about the snitch? <laughs> Boss, what a, what a shit, shit fucking human. Especially in team sports where... You know the group, where the, you know the groups are generally very, you know, very tight knit. A lot of stuff goes on. What stays, you know, what happens on footy trip stays on footy yeah. trip. He's breaking every fucking code known to man. Yes, yes, he is to uh, to save his own bacon, and uh, he blamed the stress of switching clubs and football codes for going off the rails. <laughs> so I got the stress of it, and like the fucking know. stress. And look, someone who someone who likes to party and just you know get a bit of yayo. I mean. I'm not going to say that, that you know that you've got a drug problem. I mean, some people just like the fucking party, but I imagine that he, for the purpose of his charges, would have to be like, "Oh my god, you know, I got a problem, man. I need help. He's got to, <laughs> got to get off this glass dick, man. The cane's got me, man." <laughs> and like be like that, and then like, "Oh, you're a drug. We'll get you help. You get help, and we'll get you out of jail." And you um, give us a few names. Yeah, a few names. Do you know? might sweeten the pot. And it did. And that's the story of how they changed the spelling of cunt to K-H-U-N-T. Good now, call. And we've got a couple more of them coming up later on in the news too, let me tell you. Now, Origin. Teams have been named for the third deciding match that is going to happen on the 8th of July. So Wednesday week, Suncorp Stadium. This one, Queensland dropped the bombshell. Well, somewhat. Cooper Cronk returns from injury. Um, how underdone he is, how right he's going to be, I'm not sure. But he returns in the number seven jersey, as you would expect when fit. The bombshell, I suppose, is that uh, DCE will not be taking part in the game. And instead, the sub from game two, Michael Morgan, will retain his substitute role. And we also have Papali in there as well, following uh, an injury to Josh Maguire on the weekend. Yeah, I... um. DCE had DCE had an unhappy game in game two. Uh, I think he's probably made a bit of a scapegoat, um, given he plays a very central position uh, in the team. <clears throat> At the end of the day, the fucking the Blues rolled. Yeah, behind rolled the beam forward them. pack. Yeah, I mean it, some of some of it was a little bit unwarranted. I feel Cronk um, was always going to come back into the side if uh, if he was able to. And there was some conjecture over whether he'd be right for Game 3 uh, when he was first injured. But the guy looks after himself, you, you know. Say what you, say, what, say what you want about Cooper <laughs> Cronk, but that motherfucker's a professional. Yeah. Uh, he looks after his body and 
uh, every last thing you of it. And uh, he's... I don't think if, if he's declared himself right to go, I don't think there'll be any issue. He's, he's not the sort of guy that would go in half done. Yep. In my opinion, he knows what's at stake and he knows what's required at that level. And um, Interesting to see them go with Morgan rather than DCE. Uh, but um, I guess he, he can probably fill a couple of positions is what I they're think thinking. I more utility value. <clears throat> sure. Um, so... Yeah, uh, the New South Wales side, I guess. Well, we've not finished. Josh Rapali, mm-hmm. he was reportedly in a two-way tussle for that position. Dylan Napper. Against Dylan Napper. Mm. Personally, I would put, like, I think Napper's got more of that psychopath in him that he needs for origin. Yeah. Papali, I guess me, Papali's been pussy. there before, and, and that's probably what they're going with. They don't want to throw a guy that hasn't been there. and is. Well, I don't think Dylan Napper is the type of guy that's going to be overawed by a situation. No. And... and, and you know, I think you put a guy like that under pressure and he starts murdering people on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not such a bad such thing a in Orange. Yep. Um, I don't think he goes into his shell and, and gets overwrought. Um, his time will come. He's, he's already been mentioned in, in those circles. I, I think, you know, maybe next year is, um, is the time they'll blood him. Papali has been there before. He's more than capable of being a very, very damaging runner of the ball, but also very damaging defensively. I think I think he's he's dining <coughs> off that game that he had at club level against the Sharks when he when he dog shot a gallon twice off Look, the ball, you know, like from I think there's sideways more to him and behind, than that. you know. Yeah. I think there's more to him than that. And he Well, there definitely is, because he's probably twenty kilos bigger now. <laughs> the way, yeah, the way he there's definitely out. more to him than that, and it's come about by eating too many pies. Um he at his best, could be very, very damaging um, as an edge runner and, and also defensively just that little bit wider of the middle and, um, you know, some of the some of the damage that New South Wales did, you know, they, they got ascendancy through the middle and then their edge runners really, um, really continued that platform on and, um, you know, gave some of the outside backs t- time and space and, and that went a long way towards New South Wales winning that game. And finally on Queensland, 18th man, Edric Lee. Yeah. Seems strange to me. It, it was it was a surprising selection for me. He's a, he's a talented bloke, no doubt about him. Awesome under the high ball. He's, he's 19 foot tall. And is he an origin player? He's I, a talented guy. I, I had honestly never even in my wildest fucking dreams anticipated he would be in the mix for state of origin football but at this stage like I've seen you say um, just in the last week or so you know guys pull that jersey on and and they're, and they're up to the occasion they fucking grow an extra yeah. leg maybe he's yeah but every know, year every year except, one for, of those guys. except for 1995 it hasn't been like they've had to pick from fucking people who would never have ordinarily got the chance yeah, you know what I mean. That's a, that was a, that was lightning in a bottle. That series where they had, you know, where they had. Yeah, to but people I mean, you, you made the you made the point about Adam Mogg. Like, no, 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 that was that was someone online, wasn't me. He he, but like, yeah, he would never have been in a million years yeah, a fucking yeah. Origin player in my mind. You know what I would have done? Unless there's concerns over the back line, like someone in the back line, like is it Cronk? I don't know. But unless there were concerns like that, I thought you know why wouldn't you just put Napper there, let him soak it up, mm. and even go head to head, make a decision on that last bench spot. Exactly. So you fucking wanted it more. But you know, that's just me. I'm no Mal Meninga. I mean, like, you know, I've never met Neil Henry, let alone had him tell me everything what to do. <laughs> um, now, um, 
<laughs> New South Wales. No, no surprises per se. The, the, the issue that they're dealing with, of course, is that Robbie Farrow broke his hand or his wife, as J-Rad said earlier in the show. Mm. Um, and that may have got J-Rad um, a start on this show and that <laughs> in, to replace me. And that is fucking cruelest irony of all. <laughs> so Robbie's broken his hand and they're, they're kind of going through the pantomime at the moment. I mean, Michael Ennis is going to be the hooker for the third State of Origin game. Robbie Farrow has been named as the hooker. He had a surgery today. Uh, just before we went to air, I saw that he'd been denied permission to fly up to Coffs Harbour for the camp because he had surgery today. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do there. I mean, can't he drive? It's not that far. It's only like four hours or something. Four, six hours? No, six hours. Would it? Someone would drive him. Yeah. So don't know. Someone you would think you would drive him or yeah, whatever. But that's the big thing. So it's the old, it's the old TBA sort of loophole because Ennis is suspended for a match. That match is going to be served on the weekend when the Sharks play Manly. And uh, the suspension will be up, and then he'll be able to play, you know, the following Wednesday for the State of Origin game. Now, look, Ennis, don't rate him, but with Pete's injured, who else? Who else, I say? Yeah, slim pickings. Techno-Viking, that's what I say, but that's just me. Brilliant. Fucking brilliant. But that is a really fucking ballsy call for a decider, a dude who hasn't repped before, doesn't really play hooker all the time, you know, but, but can do as one of his, you know, potential substitutions. He he filled in. I'm not sure how he'd go for I'm pretty sure he, like he, he played a little bit of dummy half at the Tigers and, and certainly yeah. wasn't disgraced. Look, at the end of the day, there's only one fucking, apparently, there's only one legitimate origin trial. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Blake Austin scored three tries in that game, mm-hmm. and and I'm pretty sure it was man of the match. Yeah, and it's not an origin trial because yeah, Blake Austin would have been in game one. Exactly, starting. Yeah, you know here we are. We've got a position where you know where hooker, inspirational um, vice captain, and and, and all round superhero Robbie Farah um, is uh, in doubt. Let's just say that. Um, I've got a feeling that, you know, he may have a miraculous recovery and play with a busted shoulder and a busted hand and probably still make 75 tackles and um, and, and lead New South Wales to a very, very narrow defeat. His busted um, hand might make him throw the ball to the wrong person when they try and kick a field goal for the win. Or maybe it'll make him throw it to the right person. Maybe, maybe it's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, fuck. Michael Ennis hasn't exactly covered himself in glory at origin level. Maybe... You know, Origin's all about theatre. Yep. Throw the fucking techno-viking in there. Yep. Laurie Daly, I implore you. Too late now, but what the fuck? He may not be born he to play Origin, but I mean, the dude is he's born to fucking sail the, the seas on a longboat and fucking eat like, you know, just grabbing a big chunk of meat on a bone. and Just that raping shit. and pillaging. Exactly. You know? Get him, send him up there to fucking take the Origin trophy. Send him up on a longboat. Makes puts a theatre around it. Like you know, like, just send him up the coast. You know, Laurie Daly. This was his one opportunity. His one and only opportunity to 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 hell with the naysayers. Yeah. To hell with the critics and the people that have bashed him over his selections and his and and his general fucking indifference in interviews. And and he's he's overall boring persona, quite yeah. frankly. Yeah. 
this was his one opportunity to go to think outside of the square that his head is shaped like. Yeah. And 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 make a make a call for the ages. Make a call for the for the future of rugby league, and put Blake Austin in there. And you fucked it up, Daly. Yep. And for that, you shall be an Origin Series loser. Enjoy your one in a row. In the future sometime, because you've still got it fucking covered here. And um, when we're talking about um, 18th men who are you know, potentially out of left field, uh, I believe that New South Wales are bringing up uh, Sione Matautia. <laughs> so, veteran of the Australian test side. <laughs> Genius. Is that, the, uh, is that the Newcastle one or the... St. Yeah. George one? Yeah, the uh, the Newcastle one. The one that played for Australia, thanks to Genius. Yeah. The one that can't actually nail down a first-grade position at Newcastle as we speak. Unbelievable that... Um, <clears throat> did, did a recommendation come from Bennett when he was at the Knights? Don't know. Don't know. What does that guy have over yeah. everybody? He's got potential. <laughs> Mate, he's, he's yeah, potential. How does Blake Austin not even make 18th man I, in that case? I, I, I know. I know. I mean, you could have played out some great theatre. Blake Austin, 18. Maybe he's going to be the hooker. Maybe they're not going to loophole fucking Ennis in there. It just seems to be such a fucking obvious move to make. You know, knowing Laurie Daly and his his general... uh, His general ability to fuck up even the most obvious um, of selection at this level, I wouldn't be surprised if Matautia plays hooker. It's possible. Understudy of the great Kurt Gidley. <laughs> you know, it's... I mean, you want to talk about theatre. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a guy that is taking... Taking lesson. Gaining instruction from a man that captained his state from the bench. Yeah. If, if you can captain a team from the bench, you can captain a team from anywhere. Well, really, to captain from the bench, the only thing you need is a loud voice, really. Yeah. Maybe a walkie-talkie. And maybe some football ability. And that is the story of why Kirk Gidley no longer plays Origin. Had some tweets about the Origin stuff. DMC Bruce said, uh, Good to see that fabled Queensland loyalty disappear as soon as the series is in doubt. Hash DCE. Wow, he was, he was a fill-in anyway. Fuck. Rev Sunny 101. I don't think DCE's part of the rotation. Actually, that was a wrong spot in my tweet. Luke Shark 74. This is a quote from Robbie Farrer. Unfortunately, there isn't that much depth in the hooking area. So I guess you only get selected by default, eh, Robbie? That's a ridiculous tweet. It's a fact, fact, chicken, fact, ridiculous tweet. <laughs> Jeez, you struggle to get that out. I was just, yeah, I was just trying to think of Words. an amazing, amazing new word, and yeah, book at Oxford, factriculous. <laughs> now, um, just to close up, I've got a couple of like quick fire little things, so don't, don't fucking wax, wax lyrical on these. Me, but, um, no way. We're talking about Carmichael Hunt earlier, and then we've got a couple of other Carmichaels coming up. This one came from Mitch Geo. Said that uh, the Souths are expected to sign for, former NRL bad boy. This is Souths in Newcastle. Former NRL bad boy Irana Tamata on Tuesday. And ex Australian New South Wales forward Andrew Ryan could throw on the boots for the Newcastle Rugby League later in the season. The registration forms have been lodged to Newcastle Rugby League for Tamata and Ryan before the, the deadline, but neither have signed a contract. Um, last week, Group 9 Club. The Tumut Blues parted ways with Tumut, Tamata you fucking half a season moral. into a two-year contract as the OK Salford as captain coach. 
After starting the season with uh, two wins in the first four games, trouble began to brew in May after Tomata requested a weekend off when they were due to play Gundagai. The uh, the 26-year-old played his final game for the 10th place Blues, who have lost six straight against Juni Diesels on June 14. And uh, the president of the club told the Daily Advertiser in Wagga Wagga that the club had parted ways with Tomato because he wanted to return to the Central Coast where his partner and daughter live. South have moves quickly to contact Tomato and is expected to formally sign with the Lions on, ch- in, on Tuesday, so as yesterday. In April, they signed another bad boy, Anthony Watts, as we know. But um, 10 minutes into his debut... Suffered a season-ending ruptured patella. So uh, Anthony Watts is the recommender is the person who recommended Arana Tamata, according to uh, South's captain coach Todd Harrell. They have similar stories, and he wants to have a crack, and you can't knock him back. He can certainly play football, and Watts he said he's changed as well. It's the same scenario as Watts. Give him an opportunity to play some good footy, and maybe he'll have a pathway back to the NRL. So, so much wrong with those statements. So he much can certainly wrong. play football. Tick. But it's, it's this one, and you can't knock him back. You fucking can. <laughs> you you can. You just really like can. the seven clubs that he's played for previously have knocked him back in the end. Yeah, I mean, he's he's bounced between what? Broncos, Roosters, Canterbury, Storm, West Tigers, North Queensland, Penrith. And he played he played NRL games to the Bulldogs, Cowboys and Panthers, 14 games in total. For such a... Um, I remember him playing for North Queensland against Tigers and, and fucking killing us. Yeah. Um, you, know, you know, yet another. That happens a lot. <laughs> yet another Insert NRL cruel. player who debuted and killed us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just players that kill us. Maybe teams just kill us every fucking year. Yep. Maybe I'm just depressed. Who knows? Um, I think it's a good story for Andrew Ryan. Still giving back to the game. He's been helping out at the club. You know, a bit of coaching stuff. He's, he's still coaching country. 100% uh, representative clean teams. Guy. As far as I, as far as I can I yeah, can tell, like that's that guy's rugby league right mm-hmm. there. Still giving back to the game and 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 the game that gave him so much. But you know he was a great ambassador for the game when he was playing in the NRL and and it's continued. Mm-hmm. Um, the chances of Verona Tomato ever playing in NRL again, of, of you know, there's more chance of more hair growing back. Yeah, yeah, and what's or more I? penis growing, you know. Me being able to take my penis out and then going well—it resembles another vegetable other than a mushroom. It's it's ludicrous. <laughs> um, he he's had so many fucking chances, and people still like, oh, he just deserves another chance. You can't knock him back. He's a great man. It's not his go. Fucking please, please, let him let him play. You know, park footy. Yeah. Okay. That's that's essentially what he's doing there. Um, not to diminish the Newcastle comp, but but don't don't try and say it's a pathway back to the NRL. That those and, and don't are, try and act like he's entitled to fucking embark that, down this pathway. That either. fucking ship has sailed. No that door's in, been no, shut, and rightfully yeah. so. No one is entitled to do that. He's look. I've got no issue with employing his trade in in park footy. To, you know, till the fucking cows come home. But um, if if that puts him in line for an NRL berth after playing and, and uh, you know imagine if he makes the NRL again and has a good game it'll be a redemption story for the ages fucking give me a I'm break my head yep yep give and, um, me a break celebrate people like Andrew Ryan that's what you should be doing give then, that guy a recall <laughs> and then the other the other person that you know you probably realise is coming here is um Avar 
from the Rabbits. Mm. He is suspended until in the 20s, I think 23 maybe, around 23, around 24, um, due to uh, you know, his domestic violence situation that he had. And um, he's making his comeback this week through the Reggies for Norths in New South Wales Cup. Interesting. Being sold as a redemption story and what a good bloke he is. I've seen a couple of articles. Yeah, Rugby that has been starting to fly out. But, oh, look, it's... That guy got a bit of a free ride. Up For until, a very long up until time. His, his, very long You time. know, his court case. But um, there was a lot of people that sort of turned a blind eye to that one, including myself. I didn't realise the extent of... I didn't even realise that he'd been charged, to be quite honest, until yeah. people started making me aware of it. Um, you know, the NRL's policy of treating these things on a case-by-case basis, etc., 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 etc. You know, there really needs to be a hard-line stance. And I get the innocent until proven guilty thing, but um, if there's a if there's enough evidence that you have to, to face a court of law, then... I think that you know that that's enough case for you to be stood down from the NRL. Yeah, indefinitely until yeah. the case plays out. Yeah, these things never fucking play out. Like that, that's the thing. There's no consistency. But his was a you know pretty poor case. But I guess he, you know you look at the Brett Stewart situation. That's the thing. You can't like. I mean, I, I know they're two different you charges, can't, you can't, The thing is, he got bit, but he did cop. He did cop a standing down, and he would have cop more, but for injury, I think. Mm. But for the fact that he that, that his body obliged by fucking you know doing a doing a hammy or doing doing a medial or whatever happened to him, yeah, but took it out of the NRL's hands where they didn't have to you know that's right try and do anything extra. Yeah, but I just think it's but he was given he very was given four weeks wars. when there was nothing on the table, mm. like straight away like oh boom, oh yeah, it wasn't because of his charge, it was because he was out pissed. Fuck me, you're gonna stand an NRL player down for four, for four weeks because they're pissed. Try and fucking run a competition like that. <laughs> See how many fucking games you got in round one, mate. Fuck out of here. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've been over over woman bashes so many times. I mean, our thoughts are pretty fucking clear on that. Um, just a couple of quick things. Uh, Trent Robertson has revealed the NRL is considering a hybrid origin schedule with one Sunday game and two games on Wednesdays as part of the new TV deal. He was on Triple M and uh, he said that this plan was championed by Wayne Bennett. And it would see the, the entire series played over 22 days in June. You would say that June is origin month. So uh, it's understood the period would include one buy for each club from one split round as opposed to the three we have now. Origins would be played on a Wednesday, a Sunday and another Wednesday. The New South Wales and Queensland Rugby Leagues currently argue they would need the six weeks over which origin is spread for marketing reasons to sell merchandise and give sponsors exposure. They'll no doubt claim sponsorship and merchandise figures will suffer from the plan. So the first game's when? Sunday? Sunday, yeah. So if it's 22 days, it'd be Sunday. It'd be a... Sunday, week off, Wednesday. No, it'd be a Wednesday. And then you'd have the 10 days or whatever, like the week and a half to the next Sunday. Yeah. Then you have the week and a half to the next Sunday. Wednesday is the the last game. Okay, I got it. So it's contracted a lot when you think about it, because we have like three weeks between games at at the moment. So Mm. it's contracted a lot. Um, I'm happy to get it done and dusted pretty quick. Um... The only sponsorship that would suffer would be sponsors who are doing campaigns. I mean, but they do their campaigns, keeping in mind that the period is going to be over played over nine weeks. You know what I mean? So or whatever. So four weeks. 
Oh, currently, 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 yeah. currently yeah. So, so you know, people like you know Harvey Norman or whatever, they they would, they would plan their their media buying and everything. There's going to be a campaign that takes place over this length of time, and then because they know they got that much time, they know what they're going to do, what they're going to build to, what the specials they're going to try and tie in, and all that sort of stuff. And, and for selling a merchandise, I think if it's a shorter period of time. I don't think that's that's a necessarily a bad thing. Maybe, maybe some of the sponsors will have to rethink their campaigns and do something a bit punchier. But that's it, really. The three games are still happening. The people who advertise through the course of a game are still getting the exact same exposure they would get otherwise. People aren't going to go to the games less or watch them less on television because they're over a shorter period of time. So, look, I, I don't think it's a bad thing at all. And, I mean, anything to get rid of that really, you know, shit quality patch in the middle of the year. Yeah, I I'm all for it. I think that's a that's a fantastic fantastic resolution, and um, if it comes about, I'll, I'll support it 100. percent Now we talked about the Pod Wars earlier, but did you hear about the poor old Shark Cars podcast? They uh they interviewed the coach Shane Flanagan, and he said something like that Gallon he didn't expect Gallon to continue playing rep football next year. Now didn't see the podcast, did not existed to be honest. But we did see the things coming through on Twitter where Flanagan says that Gallon's going to retire from rep football and you know not play Origin next year. So those headlines were made out of what happened on this appearance on this podcast. So Gallon, it says, well, basically, I'll go through this. It says, somehow these comments spoken into a microphone to enthusiasts with no official link to the club were a secret in the eyes of Gallon. Never mind that Sharkcast offered at the end of the interview to remove anything the club wished. Presumably, if the podcast was heard only by Cronulla members, which isn't possible anyway, they would all sign a non-disclosure agreement not to tell anyone what they heard. How can you leak a podcast? So Gallon sounds like it was leaked, and you know, <laughs> unbelievable. So, um, so yeah, Gallon doesn't know shit about podcasts. So that's that's what we've established. <laughs> Look, it's it's another example of, of footy players living in a fucking bubble um, and deciding to form an opinion at a moment's notice on something you don't know fuck all about, and then just uh, pulling the line that uh, you know clearly if you're not an NRL player, you know fuck all, and you're not worthy of an opinion. Yeah. So uh, Paul, maybe um, if you listen to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you do because you know about podcasts. But maybe tell fucking Gary to settle fuck down. <laughs> Or tell him what a podcast is. Explain it to Gary so he stops gronking off on your behalf. Recaps for round 16 of the 2015 National Rugby League Telstra Premiership. Kicked off Friday Night Football. South Sydney Rabbitohs 20 defeat the mighty Manly Sea Eagles 8 uh, at ANZ. And someone tweeted us through wings and said, you used to say what the crowd was for every game. So, you know, now you only say it when it's a shit crowd. Well, okay, it was 14,236 for this game. So, there you go. Whatever that does for you. Uh, the Rabbits, 20, tr- double to Aaron Gray. Bryson Goodwin, Luke Keir with tries. Isaac Luke, one of four conversions and a penalty goal. And uh, Manly's eight came from tries to Peter Hiku and Steve Matai. And Hiku, zero from two conversions. And fuck me, I'll get to that. Cheers. Again, Manly gave their opposition uh, plenty to think about and recover from, but it's pretty clear that their aura of years gone by is, is definitely gone. And um, tackles like the... the the ones that Tafur and Matt I pulled off, I think, are only going to become more and more frequent the longer this uh, hellish season goes on for Manly. Um, they were competitive. They they tried their guts out, but they just 
you know, with injuries, confidence, um, the way their season's going, it, it's just uh, it's just not enough for them at the moment. I think South were, were a ways off their best themselves, but didn't really have to get out of third gear to win handily. Well, South, South, South were very good. Um, they had all the luck, um, both refereeing and just like that bounce of the ball shit. But you know what? The, the thing that I really want to focus on with this game is fucking, I hate to say it, coaching. Coaching of the fucking Manly side. Now, I'm a big fucking supporter of Jeff Toovey. I'm one of these guys that was going to back that fucking dude to the end. Sounds like somebody's jumping on the Barrett boat. No, I don't, I, I'll never fucking support... I'll never support that because I, I, I don't understand why it, why it's even the thing. But... James Hassan. Why would you put a jersey on that cunt? I wouldn't even fucking have him peeling the oranges from fucking Reggie's. Dead set. The dude is a fucking potato, which is funny because he represented Ireland in the World Cup. A couple of missed tackles and a drop ball off a, off a kickoff... And South have fucking scored scored the the winning the winning margin of the game. Fucking Luke Burgess, if that cunt is not fucking packed up and sent back to England for 2016 or Redfern, Redfer- they why would they fucking want him back? They'd be playing for Norths if he went back there. I mean, you know, in some cases, the apple falls very fucking far from the tree, and in fact, it's not an apple; it's a potato. There's a lot of <laughs> potatoes. It's fucking potatoes, I tell you. I was cut talking the, to cut um, the cunts up and fucking make him make him you turn him into fucking scallops, make him useful. I was talking to a uh, a good friend of mine last night, and um, she comes from Chile, and uh, her uh, her parents or her mother in particular loves went, this week in league. She, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, Spanish version loses a fair bit of the swearing in the translation. <laughs> um, King the obviously Madre. big uh, big football soccer fans and uh, with uh, Copacabana or whatever the fuck that competition is going on yeah, yeah, in America yeah. in uh, S- yeah. South America at the moment going on she'll she'll cut my throat if you heard me say that um, they're talking talking about uh, certain players and there's a, a saying in Spanish but in translation in English it's something along the lines of he can't even peel a potato yeah like He's doing fuck all, yeah. basically. Luke Burgess. Can't even peel a potato. James Hassan. I'm going to start popping that out against Jackson Blakely. Mate, can't even peel a potato. Yeah. Fuck. I'm going to look it up in Spanish. Bust out some Spanish shit. That's even better, I reckon. Jesus fucking Christ. Now, I struggle to speak English. The fact that Hassan gets a run and Luke Burgess... Luke Burgess, he gets a run because he's a big body and... Um, it was a chance to play against his brothers. You'd think that, you know, perhaps he'd lift, et cetera, et cetera. His brothers lot, are much bigger than him. Got Nathan. a lot of, got a lot of. You've got like injuries and things like that to the forward, so you need to fill the bodies. Has to know there's no excuse. But then, not only that, but you look at Felini Matteo. That guy kicked five from five conversions last week. Including Speaking some, of people that look like potatoes, yeah, but not a potato. He just looks like one. He just looks like he's eaten too many potatoes. I'm going to get to Matteo, but just for the sake of this comparison. He kicks five from five last week, a couple of which were absolute touchline conversions. He's in the side this week. Peter Hicker was in the side last week, didn't take any conversions at goal. This week, Felidi Mateo doesn't improve on his five from five because Peter Hicker's kicking the goals. Look, I think I think you're selling short the genius of Jeff Tuvey. 
He's he's watched enough of Felipe Mateo cross his career to know that there's no fucking way week week that he's going to do that two weeks in a row. And Jeff Tuvey is a fucking coaching genius. You and said that yourself, Nathan, on numerous occasions. Now the other thing, this season. and the, the main the main problem with the, the Seagulls in this game was, I mean, the defence was okay. I mean, there's a couple of times where you're just a bit unlucky, but the main problem is just that the attack hasn't isn't quite clicking. And I mean, there was issues, you know, with offsides, but. The main thing is the left-hand side has probably been the, de- the deadliest side this season with Brett Stewart chiming in and so on. In this game, for some reason, I'm not sure why, but it'd you know, for him to do his thing and he'd sort of run along, then he'd pass it to maybe Brett Stewart or whatever, or he'd you know pass it behind you know someone running through. And then before it'd get to Matai... <laughs> Usually it's like Brett Stewart, you know, and he's like straightens up and he puts Matai away or, you know, it goes on to Jorge and that happens. Fucking Felini Mateo. Where the fuck did that guy come from? He just pops up in the line. Oh, hello. <laughs> Grabs the ball, <laughs> takes a tackle, kills the fucking momentum. He can't release it quick enough. I mean, he's an offloader, but he's not like a catch and pass fucking, you know, whiz dynamo fucking rapid fire passing guy. And, um... And such is the story of the recruitment of the many Warringah Seagulls. Well, I've got 2015. no see. I've got no problem with Matteo per se because he's done some he's done some great things, and especially that you know earlier in the season when he filled in five eight, I think it was uh, in the game against the Storm, he was great. But why all of a sudden is he like you know the left hand side edge runner? And if he's going to be on the left hand side edge runner, he's not the left hand side chime into the back line fucking passing be an extra guy no just run straight be a forward be a fucking decoy and let it go to the fucking real dudes now like that hit with Matai though could be the greatest tackle of all time fucking just, brutal it's one of his best and sure. like just completely legal like there was not a hint of anything about it it was just all timing and just it, just, it wasn't even like power and stuff it was just fucking beautiful timing I mean that is the the example to show people how to legally fucking bend a guy in half and snap them. And um, just another one for the, the fantastic uh, highlight reel of the great man. And, uh, you know, the hits like that, because he has to actually, you know, wrap an arm and things like that. I mean, he's, you know, I guess through injury as well, he's probably decreased them a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's good to see him back there. And Jorge, I mean, it's good to see he's obviously fucking learning as well from the master. So, uh, good to see that. I mean, they were, they were pleasing highlights. They'll go on, you know, on the season highlight reel with, you know, DC backflipping and pretty much fuck all else, but uh, <laughs> but I'm happy to take them. I've never I've never heard you quite <coughs> quite like this. Quite like what? Just almost resigned. Oh no, I'm not resigned. Almost resigned I mean, to the fate. Sharks this week, big win this week, and um and yeah, and the, the undefeated run of the finals begins in earnest. And, fuck. Uh, you know, supposed to start two weeks ago after you beat the Tigers. We're not even we're not even mathematical. It's not even a mathematical situation yet. We almost start talking about mathematical chances around round twenty two. But at this stage, it's pretty much just fucking turn up and it'll happen, boys. Don't worry about it. It's all good. You win when you want, don't you, Nathan? Fucking oath. And like you know, sometimes winning gets so monotonous. You just don't want to do it anymore. Well, you just want to make it a bit harder. You want to try and handicap yourself, if you will. You know what I mean? I mean, so you put Felipe Mateo on the side. <laughs> you put Felipe Mateo on the side. You put fucking potato ass Hassan and fucking potato ass Luke Burgess in the side, and uh, you know, and you see what happens. I'll tell you what happens. They're fucked. They need to overcome their shitness. But um, two more rounds, pretty much full complement back. I think is Jamie Long going to be back this week or next week? Fuck, I hope he's back this week. But uh, yeah, it's all good. Bright times ahead. Undefeated premiers. Don't worry about it. Bank it. Shane Aaron Elvis. South win with great defence and some great tries. Manly just had bad timing tonight. Except for Steve Matai and, and George Tafua. 
Need a beater. Hearing the handful of bogan squeals and drums from the burrow over the sound system all night was way more painful than the loss. Uh, Andy underscore Siegs. Mateo, five from five. Okay, Hiku's turn. Tuvi auditioning for Australian coach. Ash, genius. <laughs> Baby BNC. Them feels when a tackle is so good you jump up as an instinctive reaction. That's why I love this game. He's some good shit. It was fucking brilliant. The prison broker. The one was pretty impressive too. His was good too, but I mean, I his, mean, Matai's was next level. His was like a cruder, like old old style Matai kind of one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where it was just like he's a strong, big fucking dude, obviously, and you got him just right. But Matai's snapped a guy in half legally to the extent that I've you rarely, if you've ever have seen in the NRL, and it was a fucking prop that he did it to. And so he's a centre and he does it to a prop. And so just the the factors that have to come together for something just so beautiful like that. Just amazing. Uh, Broncos 44 defeat the Newcastle Knights 22 at Suncorp. The crowd just over 27,000. And the Broncos 44 came from tries to Corey Oates, Andrew McCulloch, a double to Lachlan Maranta. Milford uh, doubled to Gillett and uh, Darius Boyd with tries. Five from seven from Corey Parker. And Ben Hunt got a goal as well. The Knights 22 came from tries to Gay Guy, Uwate, uh, Danny Levy and Corbin Sims. And Kirk Gidley, three or four conversions. I think the Broncos asserted their dominance early. Took their foot off the gas a little bit and Gagai started to cut them to ribbons and the Broncos uh, managed to kick again. Obviously, things for wo- to work on. Bennett won't be happy with the way they, they lapsed in concentration, but still a lot of positive signs for the Broncos. Um, all in all, it was a pretty impressive game to watch. Just speaking of Gagai, he was mates with... Obviously, mates with McKinnon played with him. Mm-hmm. Um the young man um, that passed away in the um, Queensland Cup game yep. was apparently mates with him as well and also good mates with Dale Copley who got fucking knocked senseless. Mm-hmm. It's pretty obvious why he was pretty visibly distressed on field um, Yeah. after, you know, he's, you know, he was trying to shake out of a tackle and he's yep. collected Copley straight in the fucking, yep. in the jaw yep. with his elbow. Um, yeah, pretty... Fucking tough gig. Um, I hate seeing. I hate seeing like that makes me. I don't know. I just find it awkward when you see players really struggling. Like he he was really yeah. You could tell by his, his body language and his his mannerisms that he was really struggling there with with Copley doing it so tough on the field. Um, Jake Mamo under the high ball. Well, that guy looks like a legitimate crazy person, and and. And that he might just snap and kill someone on the field at any minute. Well, one thing you'll never kill is a football, especially if it's being kicked to him. Yes. He wants no fucking part of it whatsoever. <laughs> and you know a full a fullback is doing it tough with confidence when the ball bounces probably thirty centimeters from their feet. Yeah. Yeah. And they allow it to bounce. Yeah, still. <laughs> Instead of taking one step forward and taking it on their chest. <laughs> um, unhappy, unhappy night. Um, the the young replacement hooker as well. He he dropped a couple of balls, fucking yeah. cold in the play of the balls and trying to pick it up. Um, yeah, him and him and Mamo had unhappy nights and turned over. Um, you know, pretty cheap ball to, to the Broncos, which is the form that they've been in in recent times and. Um, you just can't afford to do. And now the Knights, given such a heavy loss, I mean, they're right in the box seat for Spoon now too. Their four and against has just been fucking decimated to the point that mm. once Manly starts their undefeated run, I mean, it's really the, the Knights will get the Spoon because even though the Tigers might not win again, 
their for and against won't be the the utter shambles that the Knights will be by the time this season's run and done. Um, and the thing, the, the the sad thing for the Knights is when they kicked in this game, they fucking kicked hard and they were going great. Mm. But I don't think they can lift like that against anyone ever again. No. That was it. That was their fucking death rattle of the season. Yep. Where they just fought and fought and fought to get their head back above water and they did. Took a big gasp of water. Then a speedboat came through with a propeller and just chopped their fucking head off and that's the end of it. <laughs> and now they've sunk down to the bottom of the river, the end. And Never to be seen again. Now they're eaten by the fishes. Like snitches do, Carmichael. Mitch the Geo, if you were the CEO of an aeroplane company, would you let your retarded kid brother be chief pilot? Hash Gidley. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the Ben Z. Maguire does his Achilles. I'll offer him one. His name is Mitchell Pierce come origin time. Oh. <laughs> I think Mitch might get himself out of that one next week. Drew underscore Nathan five. Fucking cunts. The Broncos should start calling Omaha at play the ball. Rest fault. Um, his, his implication, of course, being that there's so many passes thrown forward from dummy half that they should, yeah. you know, use Peyton. Well, I get it. Yeah. I don't agree. I was not enough for you. I was just saying, you know, for the, the people out there, it might be too obscure for some people. Um, Niles, 1991. Another game, another try. Just how underrated is this Miranda kid? And that's just straight up trolling that I 100% approve of, so I'm leaving it in there. New Zealand Warriors 30 to feed the Canberra Raiders 8. Mount Smart Stadium, fraction over 13,000 in attendance. The Warriors 30 came from tries to Bodine Thompson, Sean Johnson, Lola Haya with a double, Vatavai with a try as well, Johnson 4 or 5 conversions and a penalty goal. Raiders try to Jack Whiten, conversion to Jared Croker, penalty to Jared Croker. And in fact, those 8 points actually did afford them the lead at one point. Conrad Harrell. Couple of uh, brutal runs over uh, Jared Croker, extracting tears from Croker better than Liam Fulton ever did. See, to be fair to Jared Croker though, and we know this, listeners know this, the dude always has tears in his eyes, like twenty four seven. He's in some fucking condition. I'm surprised that he. I mean, Harold didn't hit him that hard. Hard his tear ducts dried up. Yeah. Fuck. At what point does the kid dehydrate? That's what I want to know. It's a lot of crying. Yeah, it's a a lot of crying. He'd be crying himself dry. Like I mean, he's been crying since 2010. They probably put him on a fucking drip at halftime, just so they can get through 40 minutes of football at a time. It's a lot of saline. Yeah. Stats on uh, Sean Johnson's Daly M standing. Don't really know where we're at at the moment, but fuck, he's making a run. Look, he's a long way behind, but he's been making a run over the last couple of weeks. You can't deny that. I don't think he's going to be able to get there. But The Tigers are probably blown out in premiership betting. They're about 151 at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to slap an extra 50 on them to win the comp just, you know. <laughs> just because you've fucking got nothing better to do with it. It's either that or wipe your ass with it. Jeez. And you just don't want, you don't want to scratch the fishes. You say that now and then you know, <laughs> come grand final day when I'm too drunk to know what's going on, you're going to go... Mate, you're going to go to congratulations. me. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations on your win. Congratulations, you're fucking drunker than last year. <laughs> congratulations, like, yeah. you lost your pants. Yeah, yeah, Tigers won. I said, mate, this is the it thing. Can, I, you, I could never be so, that drunk. You're so fucking you're so fucking drunk. The Tigers aren't even here. The Tigers are in Bali somewhere, mate. <laughs> Surely they won't go to Bali again. <laughs> well, they probably got a fucking group discount. Fucking four years in a row we've done that. <laughs> uh, I think the Raiders... Um, have had a few months of really competitive footy, and this is this game was a bit of a blight on that. 
um, the way the Warriors f- finish the game. But how they'll respond will show how far they've come in 2015, which is, is saying something under Ricky Stewart. Um, they've been a vastly different side this season, and 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 a lot of that's off the black off the back of Blake Austin. Um, it's a real, it's a challenge for them. Hopefully, you know they can keep. I can bounce back and, and continue on their, uh, their their form from this season because they certainly deserve a good result this year that with the football they've been playing. And just ne- you know, negative football, actually. I don't say to put them in the grave here, but they took a, a shot at penalty goal. I think it was to take, to take themselves to a to an 8-6 lead. A lot of sides doing that now, eh? And it was like, it wasn't super close to half-time from memory. Like, it was there was footy to be played. And it wasn't long after that that I think it was one of the... the was it the first time that, that Croker got his massive trampoline? Oh, yeah, I can't, little, I can't remember exactly. Down there with Lola Hayer. So, yeah. Solzy04. Hey, look, the 2014 Raiders are back. Hash dropped Sam Williams. Like, he was the problem. Niles1991. Halligan credits Kurt with the Gidley flick. That's Kurt's biggest highlight for seven years. Darryl and Halligan. it's not even accurate. <laughs> yeah, and in the next one, Fantasy underscore NRL CEO... It's like Conrad Harrell ate the night CEO. Used his inner Matt Gidley there with that flick pass. <laughs> so he gets it right. Daryl Halligan, man who played a very long and successful career in, in the sport of rugby league. We played against Matthew Gidley many a time. Now employed to talk about the sport. Can't even fucking get it right. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks 24 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 18 up at 1,300 teeth. A crowd of just under 19,000 in attendance and the Sharkies 24 came from tries of Luke Lewis, Sam Tagatizi, Andrew Fafita, Ricky Latelli, four from four conversions to Flash Gordon, the Cowboys 18, tries to Jake Granville, Justin O'Neill, Antonio Winterstein, Ethan Lowe, two of three conversions and a penalty. It took 14 weeks for the NRL to work out that the way to beat the Cowboys is with the most commonly used play in the game. Crash balls. <laughs> Michael Ennis. Fucking steps out of dummy half, puts a second rower over. Take it easy. Boosh. <laughs> Luke, Luke Lewis. Luke Lewis. Lewis. Next, down, next time down, steps out of dummy half, albeit the other way, sends a second rower over. Then a front rower. <laughs> <laughs> next thing... An 18 nil leads, 18 all. Yep. Then they put a speculative kick in. Bounces off all sorts of legs. Ricky Litelli, hand on the ball, game over. Cowboys 14-game win streak, all over. Just um, unbelievable the way it came about. Yep. They were playing without JT, um, who'd been rested from the game with a shoulder injury. The Cowboys were just on fucking fire. 18 nil at half 18 nil. Oh. Cruising. I was walking. I was. I started watching the game. And they they scored the first try, and then um, I started tending to Leo and and sorting him out, getting him ready for bed, etc. Come back. I was like, "Fuck me, it's twelve nil." Um, brought him in to say goodnight to Jackson, and it was, wow, it's eighteen nil. I said to Jackson, "Geez, they're going all right without JT. They're going to kill him." Fed Leo, come back. Did a little bit of stuff around the house. Come out, eighteen all. So Jackson, what's going on there? Oh, Michael Ennis is setting up tries, Dad. <laughs> He's a great player, Dad. Fuck. Did, you told me you were shit. <laughs> you told me that he wasn't better than Robbie, but I'm looking at what's happening here. I'm on looking TV at what's going out here. I'm amazed. Hey. This is like Robbie Farah's greatest hits, except better. 
Except it's not Robbie Farrell. It's all in the one game. <laughs> I think ultimately the loss will do the Cowboys some good. Um, the best sides respond well um, to games like that where it doesn't quite uh, come about the way you'd like and uh, they'll lick their wounds and, and come back in a week's time. Uh, you know, After all the good work they've done, you know, playing without JT, putting such a good performance together to start the game um, and then falling over, you'd hate for this to, to sort of knock their confidence around to the point where they, they drop two or three other games. Luke Shark, 74, very vocal in this game, being a Sharkies fan, obviously. Great to see two quality teams going head-to-head without any halfbacks. Mitch Doyle, 13. Not sure, who, not sure who was wearing Cronulla's jersey tonight, but with 24 unanswered second-half points breaking an 11-game win streak, I don't care. And Luke Shark again said, fuck, if the Sharks had a halfback, we'd be unstoppable. Hash, eat a dick, Cowboys. It's a fucking conspiracy. And he's very big, he's very big on the defeated opponents of the Sharks eating dicks. Um... Every, 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 literally every tweet after Sharks win has someone eaten a dick somewhere. <laughs> Parramatta Eels, somebody 16. wants to eat a dick <laughs> themselves. I think Nathan is somebody isn't. projecting a love for sausages. <laughs> Joe Rogan, have you heard? <laughs> this? Well, yeah, what's, I'm trying to think of the exact wording of it though. It's something about if you know, there's, there's only two types of people that have a problem with gay marriage: yeah. stupid people yeah. and people that secretly think dicks are delicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's ah, Joe at his finest. Parramatta Eel 16 defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons 12 at the Pillow Fortress. Shade over 15,000 people there. And the Eels hat-trick to Sammy Radradra, as good wingers do. Chris Sandow, two or three conversions. And the St. George Illawarra Dragons, they had tries to Ewan Aitken, Edo Nabuli, with one of two conversions and a penalty goal. The Eels found a, a nice way to put a horror week behind them. and Pass and- it to Sammy. They played some good footy. Just like pass it to Jared in 2009. <laughs> except Sammy just drives Except the not even remotely the same. He just drives straight through them, though. He doesn't <laughs> do any of this fucking length of field setting up tries and shit. call him Sammy for nothing. <laughs> um, they played some good footy, as I said. And Corey Norman at, at, at fullback looked the goods. Um, I've, I've given him a lot of stick about not passing the ball, but his hands to get Takarangi and, Takarangi and Rad Raja. Fuck me. Couldn't they have Smith and Jones out there? That's a mouthful. Indy gear for, for Sammy's first try were fucking sublime. That was yep. that was quality footy. Um, just in regards to Anthony Watmoan, he has copped some flack from this show, but in perhaps the greatest testament as to how far he's fallen um, since leaving Manly, even Ben Cray isn't intimidated by him. How, how the mighty have fallen. You know, look, there was a time in Anthony Watmoan's career where he could have made Ben Cray physically soil himself on a football field just, just with, with a look with a look yeah or flex a, of the buys or something that's exactly what I was going to say fuck that's sad I'm in your head motherfucker that's sad I'm in your head well there's plenty of room <laughs> I'm going to improve that later <laughs> <laughs> so good win from the Eels you know their, their fans desperately needed something to cheer about with, with some of the goings on there in recent times and the Dragons they had their opportunities to win this game but uh, and, and started out on fire. Um, but in the end, the Eels closed them out. And, I mean, Sammy, mate, my, I captain him in Supercoach out of sheer desperation. Thank you very much, sir. Did Fucking the job. Mayo a bandit. Um, I'm not, I think he was... Was he better than Sean? I think he might be better than Sean Johnson even. Wow. Um, just, just tremendous. And he's one of those players... 
this is what I can tell a player is really good. Is is they cause an emotional reaction in me in the sense that I don't fucking hate them even though they don't play for my team. <laughs> it happened with James Graham last year. It's happened with Clemmer this year. It's happened with Semi. It's just like I don't begrudge the guy any success. I love it when he does something amazing. I'm like, fuck, that's amazing. I'm not allowed to say begrudge on this show anymore, but um, gotcha. you cop too much now. Oh, fuck. was that Shunter? It's become a thing, hasn't it? Yeah, I think that was Shunter that started that. Fuck that guy. <laughs> so Looney Paws once again hash ref's fault. Oh, para one, cheerfully withdrawn. <laughs> Paul Mac underscore seventy eight. Saints are finally proven to be the frauds we knew they were. If Newcastle were March premiers, then the Saints are April champs. Wally Frogmore. Thank you, Para Eels, for being the biggest joke in rugby league since Ricky Stewart called himself a coach. He's tweeted that as his team, After the Dragons, <coughs> are going down. And you know the Dragons, I don't think there's that many problems in their, in their house to, to fix. You know what the problem in this game was for the Dragons? Fucking your mate, Benji Marshall. <laughs> They've been going well. Their success this season has been entirely predicated on a system centred by Benji Marshall not fucking up. In this game, he was doing the Benji specials out over the sideline to the fucking third row. His kicking game was not good. As a result, the Dragons found themselves losing to Samira Dradra. A week ago, the Dragons um, were trying to come back. I think it was against... They played the Storm last week? Oh, fuck the final. I can't remember. Man, it's late. Um... Sorry? It's late. How am I supposed to know that? Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure Benji uh, threw a nice out ball and, 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 you know, backed up and threw the last pass for a try. And I was like, wow, that's that's some Benji memories right there. He's like, back. He's still there. He's never gone. That's the Benji of art. <laughs> Jackson's like, he doesn't play for the Tigers anymore, Dad. You still love Benji, though, don't you? And then you got a good taste, t- touch of the Jared Croakers about you. Fuck. Eyes filled up. It's like, he's just, he's so adept at giving me verbal kicks in the nuts. <laughs> but he, he, does, he doesn't think he's doing it or no, he's doing it. That's even, that's the best kind because he just, he can give him with no like, you know, karmic, you know, no, nothing on his conscience. I mean, he's, he's got to suck him up. He, he'll, he'll kill me about the Tigers knowingly yeah, yeah. at times. But that one was like, you still love Benji, don't you, Dad? Like, yeah. Got you right in the feels. It did. <laughs> so, Especially when you see him play like that. When, when, you know, when you see him do things like that on the field and you're just like, fuck, it could have been so different. We could have still been together. Before you dissolve into tears, though, in my opinion, the scenario for the Dragons is a straight binary scenario. It's like one thing or the other. Mm. Benji gets his shit together and they, can, they win and they go quite well. Or if he's, you know late Tigers Benji then they're going to fucking plummet straight out of the eight sure okay but Penrith. to be fair that was yeah. the Tigers fortunes from 2005 through to 2013 yeah but he never really got it together for you know with the exception of what 2010 10 11. 11 and you could argue that you know there were other other you know players that influence the, the, the games yeah. as as much or, you know, but significantly. They were I mean, 2000, the back end of 2005 was was a ridiculous run that he went yeah. on. Um, it was untouchable. Um, he did have sporadic games, 
you know, in amongst the injuries there prior to 2010, 2010, 2011, um, was, you know, probably two best seasons of his career. Yeah. Uh, Penrith Panthers 35 to feed the West Tigers 12 actually no I skipped one ahead the Roosters how could I forget the Roosters game and uh, the Roosters 20 to feed the Titans 10 most of their fans did yeah Central Coast although they got a you know probably a record for both sides 12,569 fans in attendance well the Central Coast they love their football Nathan they deserve a football team yeah, except the fact they had their chance and get to the back of the fucking queue. Uh, the Roosters' 20 came from tries to Sean Kenny Dow. Can he score a try this year? Fucking hell. He's, ever since he got like approached, you know, started knocking over club records, Yeah, he's just got a, he's just got a fever for it. Uh, James Maloney, Michael Jennings also with tries. Maloney, 3 of 3 and a penalty goal. Perfect on the day. Titans, 10 that came from tries to Anthony Don. McDonald also with a try. Uh, James Roberts grabbed a conversion. And uh, Mortimer missed with one of them, making the 10. <laughs> Jennings with some impressive touches in his return always plays well when he's got a point to prove. Just, uh, I'm not sure off-field indiscretions are the point that he should be proving. Uh, He's just tuned up for Origin for another game-winning turn. He's definitely got it in him, that's for sure. He's a fantastic player. Um, Scrappy second half in this one. I think the Roosters continue on their winning way, but um, lots of people talking about the Cowboys and the Broncos as far as, you know, genuine premiership threats but the Chooks are, are the real danger in my opinion being there done that starting um, to build very quietly off the radar yeah it? exactly you know they've they've won a, a premiership recently um, they've got the experience of having been there in big games the Broncos if they go deep into the finals and you've got to have some serious concerns about how you know their coach can handle it there's no yeah. doubt about that can these, you know, the Milfords, the Ben Hunts, those sort of guys? Yep. Um, Jack Reeds. They've got some experience there, there's no doubt, with some big-name players in Boyd, Parker, Hodges, Thide. You know, they've got some pretty fucking young halves too. Yeah. And, you know, are they... I mean, you know, McCulloch's untested in those games. Yep. That's that's the big story for Broncos fans. When you look at a team like the Roosters who have been there, done that, and proven themselves, uh, if they come against the Broncos, then that's that's a big hurdle for the Broncos to climb. Um, yeah, good win for the Roosters. The Titans, you know, kept it close, scored a try from the intercept, and um, and we, we you know hung with the Roosters for the whole game. And um, I, I just think if if the Titans had have completed more and held on to the ball in the second half they would have gone a long way towards winning the game but uh, it was really scrappy and it come down to you know the lesser of two evils and who could put a couple of plays on the board to to win the game and it came out to be the Roosters they just like we talk about the Sharks being able to bring a team down to their level and beat them you know yeah the the Titans they like bring a team down to like to like stupid level like the like they just play so suicidally in terms of wanting to kill a game yeah they just like just the amount of games we've seen them where they're like, yeah, yeah, they should, they should have won that game, but for Dave the fact Taylor, they dropped the ball every fucking time. They, yeah, yeah. Dave Taylor made a break and was chased down by Boyd Cordner and put into touch. Yeah. If two myths collide on a football field, does it ever even happen? Yep. I saw it, mate. Honest. So the answer is yes. Okay. Just had to ask the question. Highway, uh, an important two points in a thoroughly unconvincing manner. Michael Darren, 79. How to play dumb footy. Written, produced, directed, and starring the Gold Coast Titans. <laughs> and uh, Chapo. 
Gus says that day games produce a better standard of footy. Is he watching Roosters versus Titans? Hash, worse than Ebola. Penrith Panthers 35 to feed the West Tigers 12. Leichhardt Oval, shade over 14,000 people in attendance, which is a probably double the last Leichhardt game. And the Panthers 35, tries to Wallace, Mansour, four. Four tries to David Simmons. DWZ also with a try. Um, Jamie Soward, a lot of a lot of goal kickers in this game. Jamie Soward, two of five. David Simmons got one as well to go with all those tries. And uh, Peter Wallace grabbed a field goal. The Tigers 12, tries to Lawrence and Nagama. Two from two conversions to Pat Richards. Chris Lawrence's uh, career resurgence as a back rower <coughs> continued with a with another try, albeit he should have finished the game at um, at left centre to try and plug some holes that were out there. But I think, as I started to say before, Taylor really hung Lovett out to dry. He's, he's much better than that display in this game. And I, I just wonder, given you know the damage to his confidence, um, how long does he take to recover? You know, he's not an experienced guy that's going to play on his mind. Um, Does it only become a confidence thing when he's not in the centre if he's called into that position again? Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think that he's he's certainly adept at, you know, being an edge defender. Um, but, jeez, once he, once he got out there into the centres, he was all at sea. Um, it's the same situation that poor old fucking Tommy Simons finds himself in yeah. this year yep. particularly. It, it's a fucking hard position to defend at in the centres. Yeah. You've got guys with ridiculous footwork. You're relying on, you know, the guys inside you to push across. And, you don't and have help. the combination. You don't know what yeah. the guys inside of you are doing. You exactly. Know? I mean, you know, in rough and broad strokes what hard. they should be doing. Sure. But, uh, you know, are they doing their job? Are you, are you looking, you know, I mean, it's just, it's a lot to do when you don't train for it. Leichhardt, big crowd in, in need of a win and still not enough to get these blokes interested in performing at their best. Um, indefensible. And, you know, certainly when you look at Penrith, they stood up and were counted. There were no excuses for them. I think the Tigers could learn a thing or two from their Westie brothers. Um, you know, the Panthers could have turned it up in this game and, and they they went in behind at half time and, you know, the Tigers could have blasted out of the blocks and... and and ended the game, you know, 20 minutes into the second half. But in the end, it, it was the Panthers that stood up and, and, and with players underdone, players still injured um, and playing away from home, they're the ones that come up with a big play and a convincing win. Okay. And we did speak about this game a lot at the start of the show as well. Yeah, um, sure. The biggest tiger, my wife. Watching the Tigers every weekend is like... What the biggest pen- tiger your wife? My wife, Colin. Sorry. Watching the Tigers every weekend is like what parents must feel watching their kids play sport badly. You still have to go. <laughs> the dude is staunch. I do feel for him. He's like he's, he's like your clone that actually has to front up. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah. The base chapo. West Tigers are the ultimate catfish. They make people believe they're a real rugby league team when they aren't. Very topical in the theme of the of Twitter last week. Rusty Bronco eighty seven. Just watched a team crippled by injury beat a team of cripples. Shane Aaron Ellis. Pretty accurate. Tigers played their grand final two weeks ago. Flights to Bali must be booked. Disgrace to their fans. Hash Captain Cancer. Hash Marty Tapout. (laughs) That's a a fucking quality tweet. You just can't even refute it. Fuck that guy. Kevin underscore Cook 99. How does this... This is a question, not even a slam. How do the Tigers keep losing with so much talent? Over to you, Glenn. Excellent question. (laughs) I don't have the answer. And JT doesn't appear to either. Um... 
and we've talked about Shunter asked about uh, about uh, Lodge and Sandy doing uh, doing extras, and we've come to no answer about that, unfortunately. Um, Andy underscore Seeks, 65 points conceded in two weeks versus bottom eight sides. Good to see JT's defence oriented plan is improving. And uh, can't fine. even argue with it. No. Nah. Last word for Shunter. Vare and Simmons just go together like Dr Pepper and Trout. Hash run DWZ. <laughs> and he's got run pew pew pew. Well, that doesn't work, clearly. Run DWZ, though. It just shows that this run blah 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 thing is just so adaptable for fucking any any environment. Finally, Monday night foot bitch back to Belmore. Doggies 20 to feed the Storm 4. Crowd of just under 17,000. And uh, this one, one way traffic. Doggies 20 tries to Brett Morris, Sean Lane, Sam Perrett, Josh Morris. Hodkinson, two for four conversions, defeating the Storm with a solo try to Marika Corbetti. And that is it. If ever a team handled an occasion and made the emotion work for them, this was it. It was back to Belmore. Um, the Bulldogs blasted out of the blocks. They were untouchable. Um, and, and just fed off that emotion for the whole game. It could be really be an important two points in the context of the dog season uh and you know for a monday night game you know which is a bit of a novelty being played at belmore for them to come out and play like that you know that performance could be the difference between them you know potentially winning the minor premiership or you know finishing in the top four um such was the intensity that they played at and you know clement was clement was fantastic um all the forwards i thought really stood up and um once they started running the ball and, and putting the ball through the hands, they, they just looked really slick. Uh, Storm didn't really have many answers for them, unfortunately, and couldn't pose many questions themselves when they had the ball. Um, I think Melbourne are showing, as you know, despite all their wins, um, given the talent between you know Slater, Cronk, Smith, when they've been playing this year, um, the Storm have, have got themselves into a pretty handy position on the ladder, but... I think this game was it was a key indicator that age is going to stop them at some point. And yeah, injury. Still, I mean, this was a game where they only had a third. Sorry, they only had a third of the three, though. True, so, but I mean, it, it shows an injury or two here and there to the yeah, big three, it. and it brings them right back into the middle of the pack. Yeah, um, because you know certainly, you know, Camp Smith can't just uh, can't do it all himself. He's no Robbie Farah. Can't forward forward pass his way to fucking get the team on his back. <laughs> So, um, no, good win from the Dogs. Really impressive performance. Good crowd. It was well supported. And, real, um, and Belmore looked a peach. Looked fantastic. Uh, and, and realistically, I mean, based on, you know, the media and, you know, comparing apples with apples, it's probably the greatest defensive performance of all time by the Doggies. <laughs> Unbelievable. To hold the Melbourne Storm side to four points. Brilliant. Fucking incredible. I'm pretty much prepared to etch the trophy <laughs> for the Doggies at the moment. Because such was the amazing nature of their glorious defence. Now you're just being a fucking troll. Let's let's move on, shall also, we? Also, the media, suck my dick. Wow, that's confronting. All the tweets today, all the fucking newspaper articles. Back to Belmore, what a fucking success. Suburban football is a shit. 364 days of the year, however, it is... Fuck suburban football. We gotta we gotta smash all the cunts into ANZ or fucking Allianz. Make That's up it. your mind, you fucking bandwagoning pricks. Dead set. This Belmore thing was fucking awesome. And guess what? If you promoted and put your fucking weight of everything behind all the fucking suburban games, you would see 
the suburban games are the fucking shit. A packed out Leichhardt, Brookvale, fucking Campbelltown, Belmore, clearly. I'm sure the Sharkies, I haven't been to Shark Park, so I can't say, but a packed out Sharkies, packed out Cogra. They're all fucking awesome. And they're far better than these cavernous fucking ANZ stadiums and, and whatnot. With no people. Exactly. So fuck yourselves. The end. Shane and Elvis. <laughs> Do the Broncos fans now think the dogs are favourites because they kept out a weak storm team too? <laughs> Hash back to Belmore. Mitchell Darts. Precise. Committed to defence and always looked dangerous in attack. The storm were not these things tonight. GT3, GT351 underscore Johns. Great effort. Great place to play footy. Bulldogs were great in all areas of the game tonight. Great effort. I think that John thought it was great. Did love it. But I'm not too, I'm not sure, but I think he thought it was great. Drew underscore Nathan Five. It's official. They aren't a storm anymore. More like a squall or a heavy rain. Definitely not a storm. Sun shower. Freak 09. Nothing says suburban ground like winning the toss and electing to run to the punch bowl end. Previews for round... I don't even know what round we're up to. Is it round 17? 17. All right. Um, a lot of buys this week. Broncos, Doggies, Raiders, Knights, Roosters, Storm, Titans, and Warriors. All with buys. So we kick off with Friday Night Football at the Muddy Puddle. Penrith Panthers take on the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Penrith were pretty, uh, pretty impressive last week, as were the Bunnies. Um, probably have, you know, given Inglis's absence to origin, I think... Penny's probably have the more settled lineup. Souths are back and rolling, and they're going to smash yeah. them easily. I mean, put it this way: Souths have got Joel Reddy in the side, yeah. and Bryson Goodwin as well. Is that as bad as like just you know putting Love it in the phone? Fo- <laughs> 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 I don't know, but yeah. I think that I think that Souths have managed to cover for those Gronks for a very large part of the year. Sure. I, I think South will win. I think it'll be a pretty hard-fought game. Penrith seem to be starting to build towards um, a bit of a challenge at the moment and and uh, are playing some good football, but I think South will win a close one. I mean, Glenn Stewart didn't touch on it in the Manly game. He made his return last week. Mm. He was almost a difference maker in the fact that he fucking gave away three penalties and dropped the ball badly three times. Didn't look very good at all. Um, gifty, sort yourself out, mate. Now, um, St. George Illawarra Dragons take on the North Queensland Cowboys on uh, Saturday evening. Down at Wynn. And uh, this one. Robert Louis named in the seven. That's enough to make me pick the Dragons. Louis um, Karma Dragons to get back on track. That's what I've got written down here. Sure. Um, Benji and Widdop to, uh, to steer the ship and two losses in a row for the Cowboys. Well, you know, it's Dubs go, yeah, whatever, origin. And uh, and they'd be right in doing that. But, you know, playing Robert Lewin, your side, unforgivable, and take the take the consequences, may derail your whole season, and you deserve it. The mighty Manly Seagulls take on the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks at Brookvale Oval. Back to Brookie, 4 p.m. No excuses. Get out there. I think kids get in free. There's a promotion. They won't. I don't know if it's like one kid per one adult, or, you know, if you just get, you can get all your kids in every family, but fucking be, get in there, sensational. It'll be a shit crowd, but... Um, no better place on earth than 4pm on, on fucking Sunday afternoon, Brookvale Oval. Football paradise. Michael Innes has been named for the Sharks, but that was prior to his uh, suspension, so... Yeah, he's out. Don't worry um, about him. 
wonder if that means Barber will get a run or they'll bring a, uh, just a replacement hooker in. Um, yeah, I, I don't think like it's really going to matter. I think, I, I think Manly will um, will do a bit of a job on Cronulla and um, probably won't be enough to, to extract them from the, the bottom of the table, but it would be nice for them to get a win. You do understand that they only need to win by about eight or ten points. <laughs> and the, and then the Knights will be at the bottom. And uh, the West Tigers, of course, they got some work to do as well on Monday night. That's right. It'll Which start. is the very next one. Manly, starting their season off right. Good old-fashioned fucking thumping on the Sharks. And uh, just like old old days and everyone will remember, oh, that's right, that's what we do. Let's go fucking undefeated the rest of the season. Finishing the top four. Will you be prepared chance. to say that Manly will win the spoon <coughs> if they get beaten by Cronulla? Fuck no. Okay. The fact is, is that there's like four teams in contention for the spoon on, on, on or about the same amount of points on the ladder. So quite frankly... Did, how many of those have suffered the indignity of losing to the Cronulla Sharks? I have no fucking idea. Cronulla Sharks were in at eight until um, the end of the round, until the Doggies won. Come just, on. I'm just saying. Come on, Nene. I'm just saying. They're not as bad. Like, the Sharks aren't like the Tigers or the Knights <laughs> or Parramatta. And speaking of Parramatta, they're taking on the West Tigers on Monday Night Footbitch. Yes, they are. At ANZ in a cavernous empty fucking asshole of rugby league humanity. That's going to be on a Monday night. Pretty massive crowd as, uh, as you know, the team, the team of the people, the West Tigers, get supported by the people. For the people, with the people. Hospitality their staff and janitors, essentially. <laughs> they're people. Gonna... <laughs> they're people. Don't hate on them. <laughs> Soul of the earth. <laughs> um, no Robbie, no Woodsy, no problem. Uh, well, no Robbie, no problem. Tigers uh, will be stung. They'll be stung by that loss last week. They would have expected to, to, to go out there and beat the Panthers, and that's probably half the problem that they're expecting to win. Um, with no real fucking basis for doing so. I was going to say, what right do they have <laughs> yeah, exactly. to expect anything? <laughs> um, so, you know, it's time. It's time to uh, stop the rot, put our best foot forward, give the ball to Luke Brooks, let him weave his magic, and, and James Tedesco work off the back of that. Bada bing, bada boom, bada What's your bang. hashtag? How's your hashtag go? It's like this three-word one. I can't remember what it is. You know, you always put it on the thing. Oh, oh hash like, run TMB. No, no, it's not. No, Unite, no. commit, achieve. Yeah, no, I was wondering what it was, yeah. <laughs> hash unite, love it, love it, <laughs> decline. <laughs> will it be more of that? No, of course not. JT will never in his life, I'm prepared to go on the record and say that never in his life, well, poor old fucking Kyle love it. <laughs> Get thrown out there in the centres, no We've matter got, what. We've uh, got a new centre pairing uh, of Delaware's Hoyter, who's played first grade before, and Nathan Malone. Um, dealing with Fuck the... Fuck is Nathan uh, Malone? Oh, he's a uh, young up-and-coming superstar. Coming no doubt, he, no doubt he kills it in the 20s. Oh, he kills it no matter where he goes. Like all, kills the, like all the West Tigers kids that kill it in the 20s and then come up and, and you know, just suffer from the never-ending season of John Sutton potential in firsts. Fucking please. They've got to defend Brad Takarangi and Ryan Morgan. It's like the never-ending potential, except instead of flying on a dog, they fly on a tiger. <laughs> uh, Tiger's 13 plus, and I need him to, because I've got a cart and riding on this game. Oh, no, it's a luck dragon. Fuck up, cunts. All right. Um, I said flip a coin and loser gets pole position for the spoon. That's what I've written for that one, so I obviously haven't picked the winner yet. I'm probably going to pick Parramatta, I would suggest, just on recent form, like last week. And to be a cockhead. Anyway. <clears throat> Hey, I've, I've, I've fucking tipped you cunts far, far more times than they deserve this season. And I've taken the brutal consequences of that. I've never put money on them because like, I haven't bet any money except for a futures bet earlier in the season. 
mainly making you eight when it's paying ten bucks. And that is full time for episode 195. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Really pleasing. I don't give a fuck how many people follow us on Twitter or Facebook or any of that shit, but it is really pleasing to see people that are popping up on Twitter going like, hey, you know, I've, only, I've joined because, you know, you guys clearly have, you know, fun and, you know, the community on Twitter. So I love it. Keep doing it. And, you know, when we, when we shout out these new guys that come along, make sure, you know, make them feel welcome. And then once they feel welcome, you know, start kicking them like we always do. We're on Facebook as well, facebook.com forward slash This Week in League. And uh, make sure you hit the like button, share the post. I'm just watching this post about the zero tackle pole thing going fucking nuts. So um, I'll have to check that. If you, hey, check while I'm, while I'm doing this shit, check out what the current standings on that uh, on that poll is for by the end of the episode because I'm not sure what it is. iTunes got a new review this week from Parapie. Five stars, great podcast. Great footy news and commentary. Very funny in parts. Go Queensland. In parts. Thank you for your five-star review, Parapie. I object to you in parts. It sounds like you're saying that we're not always very funny. And um, seriously, as I said last week, one of the best ways to support the show is by hitting the subscribe button on iTunes and uh, giving us a review. iTunes heavily weights new subscribers, and we've been in this game for six years now. So you'd think of a podcast of that age. I mean, it's hard to sustain, like, you know, the long-term subscription growth and that kind of thing. So... If you uh, haven't done so, get on iTunes, uh, find This Week in League on the iTunes store in the podcast section and hit us with a sub and a review. You can just make it a star review or a rating, or you can actually give us a review like the one we just read out from Parapai. Tipping, David Kingston, fucking, he's, he's, he's killing all these fools. He's uh, 76 points, four points ahead of second place. He's getting to the point where I don't want to jinx a dude, but... It's getting hard for him to fuck up at this point. Ben Diggity in second tie with Matthew Bell and Chris Blackwell. Then all on 71 points. So five points off the lead. We have uh, Mikas Solzi, Scott Beebe, Manola Calvete, new exotic, Doug and Mad Dog. Hanging in there. Calvete, hanging in there. Good to see. Fantasy. The Wendells have maintained their win and they've actually... She could be running 50th and you still find a way to say a name. Yeah, of course. Um, it's my future ex-wife you're talking about. Now, um, <laughs> the Wendells maintained their lead and uh, maybe extended it too. I think they're riding on the back of Sean Johnson's recent form over the long time. In fact, from week one to week you know, 16, leader uh, Rick Grimes, bitch. And then uh, we go through these couple of usual names, the Pool Cues, One Trick Boney, Top China Dragons, uh, Bobbers, Too Much Tuners, Wars, Fijian Eels, and Toto's Terrors. And to pick the ladder comp, well... Someone called Denzel Washington because this fucking train cannot be stopped. Third week in a row. Me. Or Sandra Bullock. What Sandra Bullock got to do? Didn't she fucking help keep a train from derailing? Or something? I don't know. What's that one with that train? Oh, that's a speed, that's a, is that a speed sequel or something, is it? I was talking about one. There's that one with that train that doesn't fucking stop. And, you know, it sounds. I didn't watch it because it sounds stupid. Thomas the Tank Engine. Yep, that's the one. And then uh, then Yellow Jacket gets in front of it and derails it. Don't get it. Trailer for Ant-Man. But I'm on top, as I always am, in life, wherever. <laughs> Sexually. 
tough being a power bottom with you around. Oh, mate, I love a power bottom. <laughs> Just <laughs> stop. Goes together like Dr. Pepper and Trout. Um, Devon Head in second, moved up three places. On a blood buzz, moved up 10. Uh, Tall Hayden moved up 11. Uh, CJ07, he's moved up 14. Then um, we got the Saluni Paws, he dropped a bit. Uh, Troy Schroeder, Troy underscore 79, he moved up 8. Then we got a couple of people who dropped down. Um, Liana, Jason Jehan, and uh, James Thew all lost positions on last week. And um, shop. We've got some hats and stubby coolers left. Had a request for a new hat, and it's something that we've been thinking about as well. I'm thinking might actually keep that in the back pocket for next membership pack because we haven't really we've been kind of waiting what the fuck we're going to put in there next anyway. Sure. So I think we might hold off a new hat to lend. But there you go. We are thinking about it. Um, the Run TMB and Run DCE, those shirts are all ordered. They're they're paid and under production as we speak. So I'm going to have them presumably no later than the 13th. If if it's late in the 13th, then I have words that these are suppliers. And um, that's it. The jerseys are in. Now, just as we've been recording the show, we've seen um, people, they've seen the jerseys and, you know, realised, like, oh, my God, what a fool, I've wasted my life. Those jerseys look fucking amazing. I wish I had got one. So, I think from what I've seen on Twitter, there's been about three people who were going, fuck, man, if you do it again, or what does it take to do it again? And I sort of tweeted out and I said, look, you know, we get 20, we can do it again. I think it's four, four people so far. Four already, even though we haven't really announced it because mm. it's like as we're recording the show. So expression of interest if you want to get another one uh if it looks like it's going to happen if we get 10 people saying fuck yeah i want one then i'll put it back up on the thing and yeah we'll start taking orders again and uh do another run because they look amazing like, they do fucking so impressed with how they turned out and um hopefully you guys that ordered one will be equally as impressed as we are as always uh when you get them slip them on if you take it to, you wear them to games to the shops you know whilst having sex with your missus whatever um what you streaking? Send us a photo. Like, you know, you streaking in Origin 3, for example. Lose everything else. Keep the jersey on. Tim McIntyre, this means you. And that's it. That's all we've got time for this week. See you next week. See ya. With the injury to Josh Maguire, it seems if I didn't say this weekend league again. <laughs>